I apologize if there was a delay. And I think, um, is this recording right now? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I think you can. Okay, so I wanted to get sorry for the inconvenience. There were some technical interferences. I had to delete the first show, and we restarted. So thank you for um, joining the live stream on this new link. And I'm really glad that we have Natalie with us today. And I just love having her on the on the stream. We talk all the time, as you know, and we're always sharing what we're seeing and experiencing with these crazy lying signs and wonders. And um, I quickly want to say that today is uh, is November 22nd, 2019. It's Friday, and we're going to be talking about basically terms and conditions as it relates to our Christian faith. Now, we're not going to be sharing all the scripture changes that we see that are related to this that would fall underneath this umbrella, but we're going to be talking about some really important doctrinal changes that relate to salvation, forgiveness, holiness, and more. And the ones that we're going to be sharing today are really jaw-dropping. Now, I know, I've been saying this now for three and a half years with my, whenever I cover Bible changes, is that I always feel like the changes will be the ones that will be the most, mm, the most jaw-dropping for you to share with those who deny the blasphemous Bible changes. Because the changes that we're going to show you today are just self-evident. They are in direct contradiction to the Christian faith. Those of us who memorize scripture, that have an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ and understand um, the role of forgiveness and repentance and salvation, just the elementary teachings of the Christian faith are now being twisted and perverted in scripture. And it's horrendous. It's grievous and painful and agonizing. It's it's unbelievable. I still can't believe it three and a half years into this. And I'm always questioning how much longer. How much longer, Lord, do we need to endure the blasphemies that we see in Scripture? Now, I know some of you, and I understand, have given up reading Scripture. I understand because I know when I read it, it's not... I'm always seeing changes on every single page. They just pop out at me, left, right, and center. And then my mind is going back and forth between where the Holy Spirit is like, he nudges me and reminds me of what the verse said before. So it's a real mental exercise. Well, it's spiritual, isn't it? Because it certainly is spiritual warfare. But anyway, I want to go ahead and dive into the content today. And before we do that, I'm going to ask, um, well, first let me just say a quick prayer, because I do believe that spiritual warfare is, is definitely, um, happening right now that thus we have the technical issues so father in the name of jesus christ we come before your majestic and holy and awe-inspiring throne and we plead the blood of jesus over us right now we pray against any further technical interferences any trolls that will come through here in jesus name we pray that you would you would cause them to be silent and muted in jesus name and we pray that lord even for those that are in our personal lives or those who are naysayers who, who speak um, unkindly of the things that we speak to them about the Bible change. We pray that you would stop them dead in their tracks and that the conviction of the Holy Spirit would fall upon them and you bring them to repentance, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that they would desire righteousness and holiness and that would lead them before the throne of grace to receive mercy in this hour. And Father, we ask, we continue to plead that 
that the bride of Christ will be awakened from their slumber, God. We see that sin is so quickly encroaching upon the church and our spirits are grieved, Lord. Even as I was reading this past week, that the Southern Baptist Church is now allowing, and they're talking about gender hospitality. They're now cowering to the LGBT movement. We come against that in Jesus' name. And I know I might even be censored because of this, Lord, but we know that, Lord, that you you created uh, male and female and you called it good. And so we pray right now, Father, that the church will be strong and resolute in this area, that you did not create all these different genders that are now polluting um, the education system and our culture. And we come against that in Jesus' name. And we know, Lord, that the enemy is trying to destroy your created work. But we rejoice that what you created was good and holy. And so right now, Father, we ask that you be with us today, that the words that we speak will bring life to those who hear, and you would keep us on the path of righteousness, Lord. Let us, our feet not turn from the left to the right, Lord, but keep us in pursuit of holiness in this hour. And I pray that today that you'll be glorified in what we speak, that you would quicken us. And Lord, we even pray right now for those who might dial into the call, into the show today, that you would um, guard their words, Lord, and that you would equip them with what to speak. And we pray that those who have ears to hear will hear today. So bless Natalie and bless our time together in Jesus' name. Well, I guess, you know, I didn't mean to go into a long prayer, brothers and sisters, but I just felt really prompted because we are living in such wicked, wicked times. And I don't know about you, but I'm so aware that I am really a foreigner here in this land. And my citizenship is in heaven. And the wickedness that we're seeing is only increasing. And it's terrifying and unbelievable what we're seeing. But I think by far the greatest wickedness that I see is the perversion of scripture. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Natalie, I want to go ahead and say thank you for joining us today. Why don't you say hi to everybody? Maybe for those who are new listeners that may not be familiar with who you are, just share a little bit about you. That'd be great. Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, Natalie, and I've been aware of the changes since April 2016, and I love the Lord with all my heart and all my soul and all my strength. And we're in the end times. You know, make sure you're, you stay close to God. That's, in my opinion, the most important thing right now. Oh, Natalie, is not the truth. We just need to pour our heart out before him and just um, ask the Lord for his help in this hour because it's so imperative. Well, I'm glad you're here with us today. Now, we're going to be talking about some scripture changes. And I... What I want to do is that I want to start with some stories, some recent experiences that, that both of us have had, and then we're going to integrate it into the Bible changes. So I'm actually going to um, ask you, Natalie, to go ahead and share your story. We'll look at some scripture verses around that, and then I'll share my story, and then we'll dive into scriptures and the Strong's Concordance, and of course, take questions and, and comments from the live, those in live chat. And please go ahead and write in caps, brothers and sisters, and I... I know many of you have been waiting. I quickly want to just give a sh- just let you guys know I appreciate you guys are all here. And for the sake of time, I'm just going to – I'll address everybody in live chat as we go. But thank you for being here. Really good to see everybody today. So, Natalie, dive in. Okay. Um, I have a friend, and we have a mutual friend, I guess you'd call her, who is on a really bad path. And we've been praying for her, and I said, she needs to get saved and repent. And my friend said, well, I don't believe she, she, she can repent. 
she's she's captive to the devil. You know, she can't repent unless God gives her repentance. And I was like, yes, she can. Repentance comes from within. So then she rattled off this scripture verse, and I looked at it, and I'm thinking, no, that's not right, you know. She kind of sees the changes, but it's like not really, and it's not a big deal to her. So, yeah, there's that. And the verse is um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. Want me to read it? Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Yes, go ahead. I actually have it up on the screen right now, so go ahead and read it, Natalie. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. So now it looks like God has to give you repentance, like it's a gift, and if he doesn't give it to you, then you're just slap out of luck, you know? That's that's not how it was before. Repentance Repentance is something that comes from within, from a contrite spirit, being sorrowful that you grieved God. So, Natalie, I totally agree. I, don't, I remember when you brought this to my attention, that what your friend said, and I, I just said, no, that's not how that works. It's not that we repent when God, when God um, lays it on our hearts to repent. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance, right? But repentance begins with a choice to turn away from sin. It's a turning away from. But this verse right here that's been altered, 2 Timothy 2.25, now makes it seem that God is the one that gives repentance. And by the way, repentance is inserted in this verse. It's a word switch. Now, I remember Kat, it was great. Are you screen sharing or is it just me that doesn't? Oh, never mind. I'm buffering. Okay, yeah, so I am sharing right now Second Timothy 2.25, and I'm showing this in Blue Letter Bible, and it's showing the Strong's numbers. And when I read this again with Natalie just before we went on, on live, I the Holy Spirit reminded me it's a, it was grace, that he would give them grace. Um, I, I'm, and it's been changed. Let's go ahead and take a look at this verse in more detail. So in meekness, instructing those that oppose, instructing those that oppose themselves, that doesn't even make sense. This, let's take a look at the other translations here. So when you look at the New King James Bible, let me turn this down a little bit here. It was in, in humility correcting those who were in opposition. That's New King James Version. If God perhaps will grant them repentance. No, it didn't say that. That's, that phrase is a word switch. It will grant them grace so that they may know the truth. Now, I do remember that they know the truth, not learn the truth, like it says here, or repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. No. And peradventure, come on, you guys, what's peradventure? Does anybody remember peradventure in Scripture? Let's take a look at that, Natalie. Are you still with me, Natalie? Natalie? I am. Okay, good. Yeah, I am. Can you hear me? I can. So peradventure in this verse is in Scripture... It means that, not less, whether, perhaps, whether or not, in no way, perhaps. And peradventure is new. It's a weird word. It was never in Scripture before. But this verse has entirely lost its meaning. Let's take a quick look in the live chat and see people, um, what comments they have about this verse. Oh, so, Giuseppe, you, you, you remember patience? Or, no, I think maybe that's what you're saying. Let me go back scroll down here. Um, 
do you guys remember the word grace in this verse? That he will give them grace that they may know the truth. That's what I remember. So what we're seeing with these Bible changes, and Natalie comment about this, but what we see is often not just a word switch, but we see verses that were in the King James Bible are now being dropped into other translations. And it's really confusing, but this actually changes the doctrine of the Christian faith. Because this now puts the blame on God for people, whether or not people repent of their sins. And that's not the case at all. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's very troubling. And I want to know if any of you in the live stream have heard about this. And if anybody else in your life has said something similar. Because what it says, it allows people to not assume responsibility for their own wickedness. Right? Because they're not responsible. God hasn't convicted them and they feel no need to repent. Right? That but was no, her argument, that, that, that God had not given her repentance, so she was not to blame. Let me see what the second verse says, because she said that, too. Oh, gosh, Let me go back Peter up here. So laggy. Do you, do you see 226? I'm, I'm lagging like crazy here. Let me close this. I don't know. Second um, Timothy 226 says, and, and, they, and that they may recover themselves. Recover? I don't remember recover themselves, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are captive by him at his will. Now, I remember something along these lines. It has to do with that the devil was holding them captive, right? Right, and and I, I understand that, but, but their argument was that that other person was not responsible because God had not given them repentance. They, they can't repent. God has to give it to them. Yeah, which is ridiculous. That was never a doctrine of the Christian faith. Now, I think it's interesting that the word recover is here, friends. Why do I say that? Because we now have the word addicted in the Bible. Did you know that? So recover reminds me of the word addicted, addiction. So I don't remember in this verse that they may recover themselves. I don't remember what the word can, was there. Can, can, can we ask the live chat how the audio is? Because it's, it's kind of funky on my end. Okay, can you guys give us some feedback on what the audio sounds like? That would be really helpful, brothers and sisters. So, you know what we say, brothers and sisters, with these changes? Some of you want us to be able to give the exact verse that it was, and that's most of the time impossible at this point. Why do I say that? Because... Some verses are so botched and so unfamiliar that unless one has memorized scripture before the corruption, there's no way to even recall what it was. And um, what we do know is that when we're reading scripture and brothers and sisters from across the earth are testifying to this, that the Holy Spirit is provoking them. And what's interesting is you get people from different nations that are testifying of the same unctioning of the Holy Spirit, instructing them of a change. So this is not about, mis uh, you know, misremembering something, okay, or confabulation like the New Age people would like to say. Or not even the New Age, but just people who deny the blasphemous Bible changes. We are bearing witness in Jesus' name that the scriptures have been perverted and repentance was not an issue of God 
um, giving me repentance. I mean, it's this kindness that leads us to repentance, but God does not give repentance. It has to come from your own heart. That's so important. I agree. Most of the chat's saying the audio is good. Okay. Um, but this is a totally different doctrinal thing. You know, if, if people don't feel like they need to repent or if, you know, unless God gives it to them or that God's withholding repentance because maybe they just really don't want to repent. I mean, it just, it's not right. It was grace. But here's the thing. How often do we pray, Lord, give, the, give me the grace. Give them the grace. It's grace. Give them the grace to turn from their sins, right? Because Amen. I think that is what we pray for. That they have grace, right? We want them to have grace, not give them repentance. I mean, that's just so awkward. But anyway, we're gonna we drove that home. Let's go on to the next change, Natalie, that um, we were talking about, and that is related to the word repent. Okay, actually, let's talk about this. We're gonna take a look at the word repentance. Let me go back. I'm gonna let me do something here. So repentance. So let's take a look at the word repentance in scripture. And now I'm pulling it up and then we'll go back to the word repent because, well, what I will tell you, brothers and sisters, and I've shared this with you before, the Lord, that's right, the creator of the heavens and the earth, who is holy, who is righteous, there is no unrighteousness in him. He is now repenting in the King James Bible. Yeah. Has your jaw hit the floor? I know the first time I read that, I was horrified. Repentance means to turn from sin. But now the Lord is repenting in Scripture. We'll take a look at that in just a minute. Natalie, He's repenting a lot in Scripture. He is. Okay, let's just take a quick look at that because I'm, well, let's talk about the word repentance, Natalie. Is there anything else you want to say about repentance? Anything found in the Strong's Concordance that you think would be of value to look at? Repentance is only in Scripture now 26 times. One time in the Old Testament in Hosea 13, 14, and then starting in Matthew 3, 8. Okay, what does this mean? Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. Natalie? Yeah, that's not familiar to me. Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. See what we're talking about, brothers and sisters? We see grammar errors and nonsense verses throughout Scripture. Um, and this to address one of them. Michael Durham, changes were, were, he says changes were made at the printing press. My Bible is 1976 and has been in my possession, and my Bible is changed. So... Okay, yeah, now, I do know that Michael training. Durham, Michael Durham, I, I do believe you see Bible changes because you made other comments before on my channel. So I'm surprised. I, I, it isn't an issue of the Bible printing something that, well, actually, let me, let me take that back. Because brothers and sisters, if you go to the bookstore today, your Bibles that are being published today do have these errors in them. And I believe those are being published today. Or, you know, we woke up in, in 2016, and Bibles have been published since that time, and they now have the changes from the publisher, right? But what we're talking about is Bibles that we've owned in our homes for years and years have are supernaturally changing in the present. 
But it's not just the Bibles that we own that are changing. Like I, my oldest Bible that I have in my home is a 1958 Bible, King James, authorized King James Bible. That's changed. That was my father's Bible. But we're seeing Bibles go all the way back to the Geneva Bible. Okay? And the King James Bible, of course, we know it was written in 1611. And the Geneva Bible has changed. We know the word niggard and niggardliness is in the Geneva Bible, as well as the word Saturn. Lots of changes in the Geneva Bible, but every Bible and every language and translation is under attack. It's absolutely insane, but absolutely true. So, um, but yeah, so I do believe now Bibles that are being published are, they are culpable. The Bible publishers are like, they're definitely culpable with these changes because they, of all people, should know, right? But for whatever reason, they are blinded. The Bible says that that um, that the issue, brothers and sisters, goes back to a love of the truth, right? According to Second Thessalonians two, right, Natalie, that they did not love the truth, which right. is so astounding. That's why they got the delusion. And, and I, I think that verse has changed a little bit. Um, instead of. Yeah, he shall send them a strong delusion, and now it's strong delusion. That's right. They and and the, a. The, the wording is a little bit different, too. It is. You're absolutely correct. That Second Thessalonians 2, um, I think it's verses 10 through 12, or 8. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. But let's talk about the word repent. I want to show you guys. Was there anything else you want to say about repentance, Natalie, in, in Scripture? Well, or did you want me to tell my personal story with the same person? Oh, yes, absolutely. Go, continue on. They were saying that they didn't believe that once you're saved that you need to repent. You don't need to ask for forgiveness once you're saved. And I said, I disagree. And we just left it at that. I mean, we just disagreed. But I've never heard that kind of a doctrine before. But apparently now it's like in the Bible. So what's interesting about that, Natalie brought this to my attention, I don't know, was it about six weeks ago, Natalie? And it might have been longer, I don't remember, but um, then what happened is that I was approached by, um, recently, by two of my viewers, new to new to my live stream, and I thought initially that they had a, a interesting story because one guy shared the Bible changes with another guy and one the guy who shared about the Bible changes to another had a mural with the Christian verses on his wall that were unchanged. So that was enough for him to wake up to the Bible changes. Praise the Lord. So when I heard their story, albeit through the live stream, right, and they were commenting on my channel, I thought it would be nice to be able to have them share about their testimony. But then they, they, both of them um, were on my Facebook page, and I had made a post about repentance or about forgiveness. And these guys completely slammed me and told me that it was unnecessary to ask God for forgiveness once you're born again. Well, my jaw dropped. And right then I knew, well, I retracted the offer for them to come onto my live stream because that's, that's, that's unsound doctrine, right? I've never, ever, ever, ever heard of any born again 
Christian, never repenting or asking God for forgiveness of sins. So now we have Natalie experienced it with a friend, and then I just experienced it with a couple, um, a, a couple men who claimed this is what they believed in. Well, sure enough, I discovered that one of the guys on his Facebook page had um, was promoting yoga and chakras. And I'm like, doctrines of demons. This is why he cannot see. This is why he's blinded in this area. And I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, that, that man will come to repentance. Yoga brings, brings with it demonic entities, and they will possess you. Now, the church is now embracing yoga. I, that's a horrifying thought. There are churches, so-called Christian churches, that are now promoting yoga in their own facility. You cannot combine the two. Do not be deceived. It's not just stretching your body. Every pose you make is to a different Hindu god. You cannot, you cannot combine them. There's no such thing. And chakras and all that new age, all those new age practices bring on deception. And if you're involved with that, you need to repent. You need to turn from that wickedness, throw down your idols. Because repentance and forgiveness is something that we practice to be holy, which brings us on to another subject. But before we do oh, that... Kat. Someone yeah, just made a comment. Someone just made a comment and said that's what the president of the United States said. Remember, we were talking about that with Donald Trump. Also, he said he didn't feel like he needed to ask for forgiveness. And you know what? I think that goes back to these scripture verses we're sharing with you. Which also, okay, which now reminds me. Let me share another scripture verse with you. So we're talking about repentance. You guys can do your, and I always encourage you to do your own research. Okay, don't just rely upon what we're saying here today. Take your own time to go through these scripture verses. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, to give you instruction, to bring confirmation, right? That's so important. I can't state that enough. But let's take a look at, um, okay, now can we circle back to that in just a minute, that concept of not asking God for forgiveness? Can, can I show the verses about the Lord repenting really quickly, and then we'll move on oh, to the oh. Go with how the Holy Spirit leads you. Absolutely. I do want to talk about that because I th I hadn't heard that before about Trump, but I believe it because I think that many Christians are deceived thinking that he is some type of savior. Okay? You don't get to that position of power without that invisible hand at work. Don't be deceived. This is a man that had the Greek god statutes all over his gold apartment. Remember that? And there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Now, mind you, I don't know his heart. I do believe that he is standing up for principles. Um, but at the same time, he's promoting GMO foods. He's promoting 5G. And anyone who is awake would never promote that because it's deadly. And it's about surveillance. It's about Big Brother. Okay. Anyway, getting into a whole different topic. But let me go ahead and show you these verses right here. They talk about the Lord repenting. We're not going to look into every scripture verse. There are too many to count. Repent is in scripture 46 times. So what I want to share with you, and I did a video about this a while ago, a couple years ago, about the Lord repenting. But let me first remind you of this. Numbers 23:19 says, God is not a man 
that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Now, anyway, what I want you to know is that the Lord is not, does not need to repent. The creator of the heavens and the earth does not need to repent. He does not lie. He's sinless. Okay? But look right here. Deuteronomy 32:36 for the Lord shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants. And look at this. This is interesting. 1 Samuel 15:29 says and also the strength and look, strength is capitalized. If you have your paper Bible in front of you, your King James Bible, brothers and sisters, I want to invite you to go look the scripture verse up. I don't have my Bible right next to me. And I, I want to keep on going here. But look up 1 Samuel 15, 29. And tell me if the word strength is now capitalized in your King James Bible. That's an obvious grammar error. Okay? And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Now, this has been altered. But the Lord does not need to repent. But look, it's contradicting now. So you have scripture verses like Deuteronomy 32, 36, where the Lord is now repenting. Then in 1 Samuel 15, 29, we see he's not repenting. He doesn't need to repent. But if you look on and on, you can see the Lord is repenting. Here it is. Psalm 135, 14. For the Lord will judge his people and he will repent himself concerning his servants. These are doctrinal changes. I remember that God is not a man that he should lie. I remember that verse. Yes, that he should. I do. And I think that this verse has been altered back here. I, I, I agree with you, Natalie. He is not a man that he should lie. He is not. He, he is not. Um, yes, he does not lie. Um, but if you continue on, you'll see verse after verse where the Lord is now repenting. And that is just doctrinally untrue. Jeremiah 26, 13. And the Lord will repent him of the evil. See, it's so offensive. Our God is holy and he does not need to repent. So I think that goes into, and why are they doing this? We know that Satan is raising up the Antichrist, the wicked one, right? who will present himself as God. And Satan does not want to repent. And in scripture, he is taking his position in scripture as a Lord. Right, Natalie? That's what I think this relates to. It's the obstinance. But right, listen. right. And, and now the throne has fire around it in heaven. I mean, it's definitely talking about the, Satan now or the Antichrist. It's, it's not the same God. And that's the whole issue that we see with the Bible changes, is that it's not innocent. It's nefarious. It's wicked. And it's done with the intent to deceive. The father of lies is working overtime right now to lead as many souls to hell as possible. And this is what we're fighting against. These are, we're fighting for truth here. We're fighting for the veil to be lifted. And for the church of Christ to wake up. I mean, as I'm speaking, I feel this righteous indignation. I am so 
um, affronted with these changes because they are blasphemous. It's unbelievable what they're doing to our creator. And yet we know loved ones who are embracing these changes. Shocking. Comment, Natalie? Yes. Any more thoughts about that? Oh, let's go in. You were talking about, okay, actually, before we look at this verse, let's talk about President Trump. So let me, I'm going to, well, actually, I'll leave this here. So I guess I didn't hear that story about President Trump saying that, about he doesn't feel like he needs to ask God for forgiveness again. But do you see how all this is manifesting, the scripture changes, and now with President Trump saying he doesn't need to ask God for forgiveness? Talk about prideful, right. pride. Well, but now people don't feel they need to ask God for forgiveness because of that other changed verse you found. Okay, so let's talk about that. Now, I wasn't the one that, uh, what happened is, um, well, let me just quit. Yeah, let, we'll get, to, let, I have to pull that up here. So this verse um, is shocking. This was actually posted by my friend Terry, our sister Terry. She's been on the broadcast before. And this was in in light of the discussion on my Facebook page about repentance and forgiveness. And when this these gentlemen, these men, were claiming they never need to ask God for forgiveness after they did it the first time, my, I, I was horrified. And so Terry posted this Bible change. And let's read this together, and we'll talk about what's changed here. So 1 John 3, 8 and 3, 9 says this today in the King James Bible. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. Because he is born of God. Does anyone else besides Natalie and Terry see the Bible changes here? I remember the word practice, not commit. Practice. Practice sin. But but he's saying that once you're saved now, it says that you can't sin, and that contradicts other things in the Bible. Exactly. What it's stating here is that being born again and sinning are mutually exclusive, right? Which is a lie because we are dealing right. with our flesh here. And our flesh, we may be born again at that moment in time, but then we are sanctified. You know, that, that the whole thing of salvation is that you, um, you, we're being sanctified. In fact, I wonder if that scripture verse is still in the, that word is still in the Bible. But we are being perfected in Christ, right? But we need, just like the Bible says in the Gospels, you know, we need to forgive 70 times 7, right? We need to, we need to practice forgiveness. And there's another verse I'm going to share with you right now related to forgiveness. But does anybody else have a problem with these, these two verses here? Have any of you in the live chat had any experience with anyone in your life sharing this new doctrine with you. Let me take a look. I'm taking a look at the live chat here. 
Um, okay, I cannot wait. We're going to open this up for you guys in just a minute, but I quickly want to just say, brothers and sisters, it was practice because we know that we, we do sin. You're, the sin takes many forms, right? But it's sin. It could be for everything from a bad thought to being quick to anger to um, more obvious changes, right? I mean, obvious, obvious sin, not changes. But sin takes many forms, and we're contending with that continuously. I've just never heard the doctrine of never asking God for forgiveness again. Natalie, any other comment about this change here? Right. I, I'm looking right now at First John one eight that says, "If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us." Exactly. So we're going to take a look at that right now. Let's take a look at that. And I was going to bring up the one next one that says, "If we confess our sins." So if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Exactly. So those those who are now believing this lie are deceiving themselves and the truth is not in us we say that we if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just it was right i remember righteous brothers and sisters uh he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all cleanse us from all unrighteousness and if okay, we say that we have not sinned yeah. what do you remember you remember just? Okay, I remember the word just there. Okay. First John one ten. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. It wasn't his word. His truth. But what I think is interesting, do you remember his word? And notice that his word, his is not even capitalized. Right. And also I don't remember us making him a liar, but that could just be a faulty memory on my part. If we say that we have not sinned, we may. I actually do remember that, but you know what? Again, I love it. Might have been, it might have been there. It might have been there. But I also wanted to point out James 4, verse 17. And this is a big one with me because, you know, people say, oh, I'm not sinning. I have no sin in my life. But James 4, verse 17 says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And I know, you know, I, I try to always do good when I see it, but, you know, I guess that's a sin of omission, of not doing good if you see good to do. Yeah, right. So, yeah, of course, because I think if we know what's right and we choose not to do what's right, then it's sin. Right, the sin of omission. Hmm. So, brothers and sisters, those are significant changes there. I want to go ahead and um, so we talk about, um, okay, now here's another one I'm going to share with you, this issue. Is there anything more that you want to share about, about the, um, about, Sin. No, just that you can still sin when you're born again. Right, and those who think they can't, what that reminds me of is the idea that we are gods. And actually, let's go ahead and talk about that. So there are scripture verses now that are new in scripture that now talk about that we will become as gods. 
Now, that starts in Genesis, actually. That's a Bible change. Do you remember when Satan, let's talk about that. I just feel like I need to. It was ye shall be as God, not God's plural. It was ye shall be as God. Like God. I remember like God, not as God. But that's just something that I just remember. Let's take a look at that that passage. Um, let's see if it takes it to Genesis. Yes. Is that right there? No, it would be Genesis 3. You'll be, um, um, let me see. Um, like God, knowing. I'm looking up, just using some keywords here. Uh, was it Genesis 3, right? Yeah, it was Genesis. Let's take a look at Genesis 3. You could try ye shall and then the word, the word God's plural. Okay, here it is. Here it is. All right, so now it says, and okay, in Genesis 3, 5. And this is, of course, is when um, Adam and Eve were tempted in the garden, and they ate from they ate of the fruit, right? And here God is saying He's warning them, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods. Well, you know what, brothers and sisters, they ate the forbidden fruit. So what this is saying right now is that Adam and Eve are as gods. Do you see that? It was like God knowing the difference between good and evil. It's not that they're becoming gods. It had to do with their ability to understand right and wrong because they were living in the Garden of Eden, right? Any thoughts about that, Natalie? And it was God. It wasn't gods, plural. Yeah, it was the whole not, meaning of that. was not gods, plural. It was God. The one a, and only God. <laughs> and then there's a verse that says, um, um, we shall be as God. Let me just type this in here. Now, I remember, I've talked about this with you guys before, about this, this scripture verse change. Because there's a, uh, 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 let's see. I don't remember where it is, but it's in Psalms. Yes, God. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. And I wasn't prepared to talk about this today, but there's a verse in Psalms that I'll talk about. Um, mm, let me type in God's, and I'll look it up. And I feel like it's important for me to look it up. Let me see if I can find it really quickly for you. Natalie, it has to do that Bible scholar that was basically declaring that we will become um, gods. Kind of, it sounds like a Mormon doctrine, right? Because they believe that they will become gods and rule their own universes. Let me just go back here. See if I can find it. I think it's in Psalm. I can't look in the live chat right now, so some of you guys might remember what I'm speaking of. But let me see if I can find it. I think it was Psalm. Here it is, Psalm 82.6. That's what I want to share with you. Thank you, Lord. So Psalm 82, 6 says, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. And now, okay, here we go. Do you see all the changes here? They now call the creator of the heavens and the earth, not most high. The King James Bible, in this instance, and there are others, now call the creator of the heavens and the earth most high. I mean, excuse me, just high. Do you see how high is capitalized? If you look in your King James Bible, only the word high is, is 
capitalized, which now means that the Lord's name is high. Isn't that absurd? My God is most high. That's who I know him to be. He's most high. Not high, but most high. But going back to this lie that's been embedded here, ye are gods, there's a new doctrine that's floating out there about this passage. And I know it was changed. We are not gods, brothers and sisters. We never will be. And this goes back to, I think, the connection with people now believing that they don't need to repent and they don't need to ask God for forgiveness. It's a lie that they are as gods from Genesis 3.5. You see? Any thoughts about this, Natalie? Are you still I with agree. Me? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Well, and now people think they can be perfect. Okay. Okay, now this goes when into this. Exactly, Natalie. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go there, uh, when you were talking about the Lord God being called high, mm -hmm. um, Psalm 138.6 now says, Though the Lord be high. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Natalie. Th I, thank you for this. Check this out, brothers and sisters. You can't make this up. You can't make this up. Though the Lord be high. Um, can you believe this? What we see with the changes, brothers and sisters, is that they have double, triple meaning. We have the Lord... Um, I've shown passages where the Lord is no is now passing gas, basically. He's now smoking, and now he's high. Okay, it's crazy, but that is definitely a change. And that's that word "be" again. The Lord be high, like we be Abraham's children or whatever. Instead of the Lord we is high. We be hungry. We be hungry. Oh, my gosh. It, it's the we be movement, okay? That's right. We be and they be are now in Scripture. Grammar errors, so obvious. Now, can you imagine, has anybody heard a, pa a teaching where the pastor is talking about the we be language or they be language? I haven't because I don't listen to false teachers. But that's ridiculous. That no, but Lord you can bet high. it's coming. You know, you can bet it's coming. Well, I you heard can bet somebody it's said, we be something, we be the something, you know, quoting scripture. And I thought, no, not yeah, we be. Not, not, <laughs> not we be. No, not we be. So obviously that's a change. And Natalie, it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. The Lord is high. The Lord is smoking. It's just utter blasphemy. So let's continue on here. I want to go ahead quickly and share this change with you. This is a huge doctrinal error. And the Bible is now saying in Romans 8.24 that we are now saved by hope. Did you know that hope saves you? Have you ever shared the gospel with anyone and Share with them that they can be saved by hope. Anyone? 
Natalie? Never. Huge doctrinal change. We're not saved by hope. Hope does not save you from hell. Hope, hope doesn't. You can hope in, you can hope in anything. But that's exactly what it is. It's hope. And actually, the Bible does say that hope does not disappoint. Right? I know that. But this is saying that we're saved by hope. Let's take a, I mean, again, you guys can look these own scripture verses on your own. Let us know what you think about them. But obviously, it's been changed. Quickly, I want to read it to you in the Bible Gateway without all the strongest numbers in it, because you can also see how jagged this verse is now. Let me see. Oops. Let me go back. Let's read this together. Oops. What happened here? Oh, isn't that interesting? It went. Let me see. Um, saved by hope. There it is. Why did it? Let me read this to you. Saved by hope. Romans eight twenty four. We are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth. Why doth he yet hope for? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. So many scripture verses right now are lifeless. The authority has been removed from it. With the corruption has come tainted verses that hold no spiritual power. This is feeding into the apathy the malnutrition and the lack of discernment that we see in churches today. They can't and totally discern perverting lines. the doctrine. Totally like we're perverting sharing, the yes. doctrines. I mean, it's, it's, what we've shared before so many times is that the pollution, that's right, pollution, and we do see that word in scripture, pollution now, polluted and polluted, have now popped into scripture. They are literally polluting the scriptures with their filth and their lies. Which is foul air, which it should be foul. You know what? Let's talk about that, Natalie. Absolutely. Let's talk about that. Foul. Now, what's interesting is... It's W-L. Oh, that's right. Sorry, but that was a play on words. I was thinking of stinky air. But it is another play on words. And I will say... um, Let me just do this really quickly. So we know foul was always in the Bible, right? I know foul as a bird was always in scripture. But what's interesting is, where is that? Is that foul, foul, you said foul air, Matt? Let me put it in quotes. Actually, let me look it up on Blue Letter Bible. I prefer using Blue Letter, oops, sorry about that. Yeah, it was the foul of the air instead of the fowls of the air. You know, it's interesting. Birds is only in the Bible 25 times. I think foul has replaced birds in a lot of instances. Oh, I, I, because it has that double meaning. Foul is in stinky. And, right. Okay, let's talk about this in a minute because this is going to go into another topic, which it always does, Natalie, doesn't it? Every time we talk about bio changes, it's like it, it, it leads to something else. Let's talk about this foul error. So as you guys know, pollute and polluteth are in scripture. And of course that relates, I think, to the chemtrails, amongst other things. Okay? But now did you say foul Matt? Oh, I know it was a W. W. Now who is the prince of the air? Natalie. Satan. Right. 
Oh, so it's foul of the air. Bear with me. Yeah, it's Genesis 126. I have it right here. So want to go ahead and read that, Nat? Can you see it? Oh, there's a lot more now. There's, it's in seven times. It, it was it was birds of the air, a fowl of the air. It, it was fowls. birds of the air. If it's, if it's going to be fowl, it should be fowls, the fowls of the air. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it was birds before. Birds isn't hardly in there anymore. How many times? Let me look. How many times fowls? So fowl of the air is a play on words for foul air. And let's just take a quick look at the foul of the air, how they're defining that. H8064 is a Strong's number, and it's, it's defined as heaven 398 times in astrologers and air. Oh, I know, Natalie. We were talking about the word air in Scripture. Let's take a quick look at Yes, that. in Revelation, um, when the smoke of the pit darkened, it was the sun in the sky. It wasn't the air. Let me so, see if I can find what verse that was. Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, here it is, not Job twenty-eight twenty-one. Oh, fowls of the air. So do you guys, you know, let me see this for a minute. Now, the fowl of the air, The bird. it was the birds of the air, right? Birds of the air. The fowl of the air reminds me of the pollution that they're, they're doing with the chemtrails. But also, okay, I'm going to bring up something that happened this week. And I heard about it online, and it had to do with, okay, I have to bring this up because it was on the news. Fartgate. Did you guys hear about Fartgate? It's about I this, have guy, <laughs> this guy, um, a, a politician who was being interviewed, and supposedly he farted. Now it's called Fartgate. Well, what's interesting is that that reminded me of the foul of the air, because Natalie was sharing this change today. Now, it's really ludicrous that it's even being broadcast on news. It's so childish, right? I mean, even if Idiocracy. Idiocracy. It's like they're telling us news that is not news. It's not even newsworthy, but they're making it news because there's a total dumbing down that's happening in our culture. So now Fartgate is now hitting headlines. And there's so many more important things to be talking about. But also in Scripture, we see the Lord blowing in Scripture. And we've talked about that before. Um, and I don't have time to go show you again. I've, I've done videos about it. We've talked about it. Um, we have other Scripture verses we want to share with you today. And I know some of you who have not heard about this or seen the Scriptures and you think I'm not telling the truth, do your research. There's there. I've done videos about it. I don't know which one it was. I think I've talked about it a couple times with you guys about the Lord blowing air, but it's it's blasphemous, okay? It's like the Lord now showing his buttocks. That's right. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother change. Anyway. Right. Um, but, um, it, that verse is Revelation 9.22, and, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a giant furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the I remember the sun and the sky being darkened. I don't know if there's any significance to that, but it wasn't air there before. What, what verse of 9, what? Um, 2. 9, chapter 9, verse 2. 
Okay, now I also want to let's go talk about this for a second. So the prince of the air is Satan, right? The father of lies. He's the prince of the air. And I believe that the use of frequencies is giving allegiance to the prince of the air, right? And I believe they're, they're changing matter on a molecular level, these quantum mechanics, these line signs and wonders through frequencies that are being passed through the air. So what's interesting is we're seeing air multiplied in scripture. And you guys can do your own word study on this, but it's rather interesting. But read this here. Revelation 9-2 now says, And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. I remember the sun in the sky. Air. Let's take a quick look at that word. G-10-9. And let's take a look and see what the strongest saying for the word air. So that this particular Strong's number has been in Scripture seven times, and it says, the air, particularly the lower and denser air, is distinguished from the higher and rarer air, the atmospheric region. Which reminds me of pollution, doesn't it? Now, atmosphere, okay, now here's what's interesting, signifies the rulers of the powers, the devil, the prince of the demons that according to Jewish opinion fill the realm of air. And then sometimes indeed denotes a hazy, obscure atmosphere. And aren't we seeing that today? Our skies are being blanketed. There's an assault of our atmosphere, right? With these chemtrails and what they're dropping upon us. And I think potentially this is what could be used to be changing our our DNA. And I know some of you guys aren't awake to this yet, but you need to do your research. But there's a correlation, I think, between chemtrails and diseases that we're seeing. And even, I think, potentially to be changing our our our, our bodies. That's right. Our bodies are also changing, and it's absolutely crazy. In fact, I'm going to share this with you guys. This is kind of weird. Natalie, you and I were talking, uh, uh, maybe it was a month ago, about our ears. Do you remember this? And yesterday, I was looking in my in the mirror, and I noticed that my earlobe looks different. My earlobe, meaning um, there's anyway, I'm, I don't. I'm going off on a tangent. My ears look different, and I want to know if you guys think your ears look different. Look right above your earlobe. I now have an additional piece of skin that wasn't there before. I know that sounds weird, but take a look. Natalie, do you notice that? And is that what you were referring to when you told me that your ear changed? Natalie? I went to go grab my Bible. I'm sorry. What were you saying? About I was talking I about know the ear. ear has changed. Oh, people can fold their ears now. Okay, you know, I forgot about that, Natalie, but what I was referring to is yesterday I was looking in the mirror, and right above my earlobe, um, it, it's changed. There's a, a piece right above my earlobe, that little piece, that little fold right above my lobe has changed. And I know it's hard right, to describe, right. but something is changed with that little. I, I, I know what you're talking about. There was that thing in front, but not that one there. Yes. Okay. So you do know what I'm speaking. Like a little about. bump. Yes. Like a little bumpy thing. Yes. Uh, I just saw mine change yesterday, and I know it didn't look like that before. 
Now, I know you guys, if you guys are new to my channel, if you're new to this, it is weird. But we have nothing to fear, brothers and sisters, because though they are changing our bodies, they cannot. Um, we are secure in Jesus Christ. And you need to remember that. Okay. But whole nother discussion. So anyway, I think this is really interesting about the air being changed. I'd like to know what you guys think in the live chat. And um, it's rather interesting. So let's go ahead and continue on. Now, hey, can I point out, um, am I on? Yeah. Can I point out Revelation 15 verse 1 now? Yes, absolutely. When, when they're pouring out the seven last plagues, this is how it starts. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. Seven angels had the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath, wrath of God. You know, okay, now it, that's great and marvelous, but God is terrible. Right. So, again, great and marvelous? It wasn't marvelous. Right. No way. It's like now God is now called terrible. Great and terrible, maybe. Maybe terrible, great and terrible, but God wasn't terrible. Well, let's take yeah, yeah, if you God's terrible. Exactly. Let me just do something. I'm going to try to look this up because I think it's an important document just for people who don't know this. So God is now being called terrible in Scripture. Well, the God I love is not terrible. Um, like this one, Deuteronomy 7:21. The Lord thy God is among you, a mighty God, and terrible. Well, again, my God is not terrible. He's awesome. He's all-powerful and all-knowing. But he's not terrible. He's a merciful God. He's a just God. He's a holy God. But he's not terrible. But that's what it's teaching now in the King James Bible. Can you guys see that? Yeah, I think you can. Am I sharing it, Nat? Yeah, I am. Good. So let's go back to Revelation 15.1. And so now it says he's doing that I, another great sign in heaven, great and marvelous. And this is related to plagues. Now, do you remember that verse that talks about that he will um, destroy wonderfully? Talking about Satan. Um, let me pull this up here. What we're showing you, brothers and sisters, is that everything is being inverted. Right. That's what we're trying to get at with what we're seeing. Everything is being twisted. The truth is being turned into a lie and a lie of truth. It's such deception. Let's take a look at that verse that says... Um, and, and I agree, 2020, it was Revelation. See how easy I, I say Revelation. It was Revelation before. So there's a verse now in Daniel 8.24. And it says, and its power shall be mighty. Now, this is talking about the Antichrist. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Do you remember that? Destroy no. wonderfully. No, everything is like getting backwards. It's like be either hot or cold. Now it's cold or hot. And, and life and death are in the power of the tongue. Now it's death and life. It's like they're, they're reversing things. They're totally inverting things. God is terrible and, and the plagues are marvelous. You and know? Satan Destroying is, is and wonderful. Exactly. 
And the other thing I think about is the word upside down is now in scripture. Upside down is now in the Bible. And we see everything is being, is upside down in this world. All we're seeing in our society that that which is evil is now being promoted as good and vice versa. Oh, that reminds me of the new word downsetting. Let me see if I can oh, where that is. That's foul. Let me show you. It was yeah. sitting down. Let me see if it's one word or two. I think it's one word. Yeah, it's Psalm one thirty nine two. Do you guys remember the word down sitting in the King James Bible or anywhere? Psalm 139.2, Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. This verse has been totally changed. It was, it was sitting in, down and rising up. Yes. Uh, but uprising reminds me of what we're seeing today. A lot of uprising with the yellow vest and the the riots that we're seeing, the commotions. Did you know that the Bible now says that that in the end, in Matthew 24, there will be wars and commotions. It was wars and rumors of war, but now it's commotions. But that's what this reminds me of, uprising. Let's take a look at the word downsitting, how they're defining it. But downsitting, it's in scripture, I think, one time. I think we looked it up. It's now, okay, check this out. The same word has been translated to dwell, inhabit, sit, abide, inhabit, down, remain, carry, set, continue, place, still, taken. Down-sitting. To marry. Do you see that? To marry. Down-sitting means to marry. Okay, obviously it's utter nonsense. Right. Someone in the comment is saying that the Bibles in the EU have not changed, but you know that they have, right? You have several listeners, more than several. In the EU, in the European Union? Yes. Oh, yes. No. Um, Whoever is saying that, what Bible translation are you reading? What language? Right? Is it Italian? Is it French? German? Because those Bibles I know from my viewers have supernaturally changed. Now, what I have heard is that the Bibles are changing at a slower rate than our Bibles here, but they are changing. Oh, you guys are writing such great comments, and I'm not able to read them as I'm going through this. But let's go ahead and talk about, yeah, the Down City is obviously new. Natalie, let's talk about continuing on with the phrase, um, the idea of not having to ask God for forgiveness. And right, and being perfect, beautiful. You got it right there. Yeah. So what's interesting about this is the word perfect has now, it's a word switch. It was in scripture before, but it related to, I remember his precepts. Are perfect. The laws of his testimonies are perfect. They restore us the soul, right? I remember perfect in scripture, but now it's being subscribed to people. That's right, to sinners. Now we're going to take a look at these scripture verses today, but why don't, and I think the reason why this is important is because what we're going to share with you today 
now says that men are perfect. And the Bible is now teaching that we are to be perfect. Do you know any human being other than Jesus Christ who is perfect? I don't. But what's interesting is that this plays into the lie that's being embedded in the scripture that you will be as gods from Genesis 3, 5. And then also in Psalms, when it says you are as gods, right? But it also goes right, into... Right, and now, now on the Sermon on the Mount, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, please do. On the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And it was holy. Be ye therefore holy, even yes. as your Father in heaven is holy. Let's take a look at that, Nat. Here it is right here. Okay. Matt 540. First of all, perfect is now in scripture 99 times. Now again, it was in scripture before, but it's been multiplied and it's being, the, the, the word is now being subscribed to what is impossible. Okay. We'll tell you why we say that. Um, right here, Matthew 4.8. Excuse me, Matthew 5.48. Be therefore perfect even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. Okay. Obviously that's been changed, brothers and sisters. It was holy. Do you remember that? Be holy, not perfect, because that is impossible to achieve. You can be holy, right? You can pursue holiness, but you can't be perfect. It's impossible. Right, we're flawed. So let's go ahead and, and do you see how all this is relating to the word repentance, the word repent and forgiveness, how the meaning has changed in scripture? And and let's take a look at all the instances of perfect, because this is important. You'll see what we're saying about subscribing the word perfect, a characteristic to man, sinful man. So starting in, um, let's see here. All oh, you're on page two. Am I on page two? Let me go back. You're right. Now we have to go back one because, oh, oh, I think that's very interesting. Oh, here, yeah, perfect. So here, let's take a look here. Let's go back here. I, I was, I was saying the same thing. I know in Genesis is the first instance of the word perfect being ascribed to a man. There we go. So Genesis 6, 9. Natalie, do you want to go ahead and, um, and talk about this? And these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Do you remember Noah being perfect? Anyone? No. No. He was blameless. I remember the word blameless. He was blameless, blameless in all his ways. Blameless. Not, he was not perfect. There's Jesus a... was the only perfect man. Well, let's take a look at how they're defining. Now, um, so it's H8549, and they're saying that Noah, a man, right? And by the way, there is, um, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, including Noah, right? So he can't be perfect. But let's take a look at how they're defining the word perfect. Complete. Whole, entire, sound, wholesome, unimpaired, innocent, having integrity. Obviously, this is new, brothers and sisters. Noah was not perfect. 
Now, what's interesting in, in, in the lexicon, it says whole, upright, and conduct, blameless. I remember the word blameless. Or even upright. I remember upright, but I remember blameless in this verse. But it's certainly not perfect. Let's go back and look at this, Nat. So now man is subscribed as being perfect, starting with Noah. Okay? Um, and then... I'm just going to, you guys can scroll through, oh, you can see all these words, there are all these changes in these scripture verses, like the word beeves, that's right, we have beeves in scripture, we have Jebus in scripture, and we have beeves, like, you know. Yeah, beeves is a totally new word, and it's a real word now, it means it is. the plural of beef. And remember, it came out in mainstream news, and it went, it went viral on Twitter. Because people were like, the, there's a plural to the word beef now, and no one knew about it. Yeah, they're now calling it, the plural of beef is now called beeves. Did you know that? Probably not. This is new for me too, and Natalie. Okay, here it is. Deuteronomy 18.13 says, Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. I mean, these are just impos it's imp impossibility to be perfect before the Lord. So if you guys go do, if you do your research here, brothers and sisters, there's so many, you're going to see how it's just absolutely not true. Have you ever met a perfect person other than Jesus Christ? Do you think you are perfect? Let's just start there. Because I can tell you, you're not. Okay? No one is. But that's the lie of the New Age movement, isn't it? That's the lie of those who think they don't need to ask God for forgiveness. That they don't need to repent of their sins. Right? Well, and per perfect has like ten different Hebrew words for it. Asa's heart was perfect. First Kings fifteen fourteen. Right, okay. Here it is. Asa's heart was perfect with the Lord all his days. He was perfect every day. Do you see this? These are such obvious, self-evident Bible changes. Blasphemous. Unrecognizable. Hey, can, I, can I tell about the, the gemstones? You share anything, I trust you. Just go ahead and share away, sister. That's a good story. Okay, that's a good I, I story. told you this. I used to be in a um, lapidary society where you cut gemstones into, you know, faceted gems. And one of the older people there, you know, we were talking about synthetic and real stones, and they said the one way you can always tell a natural stone is because it will always have some teeny tiny flaw on it somewhere. Only the synthetic gems are perfect. So that's interesting. I like to think that, well, I'm not perfect, but, you know, I'm, I'm natural. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's really important because that's right. I think that's a very interesting truth, isn't it? I mean, only the synthetics are perfect. Which right. reminds me that we're living in a time where they're developing, if you will, synths, right? 
that, you know, they even say that they're even walking amongst us now, which I think is interesting. Um, just thinking about synthetics. So anyway, of course, brothers and sisters, Ace's heart, it's an impossibility that he was perfect. So here's what I'm going to again share with you, brothers and sisters. Even if there's only one error in scripture, a new error, right? I shouldn't say new error. If there's an error in scripture, it contaminates everything. Do you understand? It can't be a holy Bible if there are now errors in it. It makes it unholy. And it grieves me to the core to say that, but it's absolutely fact. So now the Bible is subscribing man as perfect, which is doctrinally untrue. It's unsound doctrine. If man is perfect, then why do they need a savior? Why do they need the... Why do they need the forgiveness of sins if man is perfect, right? It puts the whole, it actually nullifies the cross if man does not sin. And it makes him a liar, as we read in First uh, John. Any more thoughts about this, Natalie? I mean, you can go oh, on I agree. I agree. Noah was was genetically pure. But he wasn't perfect. He was genetically pure. Okay. Second Chronicles sixty nine. Sorry about that, Natalie. Second Chronicles sixty nine. We've all read this verse. We have quoted it, and some of us have remembered it. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to shoot. This is what it says today. Okay, it's been changed to shew himself strong in the in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. So the Lord is now only showing himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. That means that he's finding no one because no one is perfect. No one. No, not one. The Bible says, do you remember that verse? It says, there is no one who does good. No, not even one. Do you remember that one? Right, right. Also in Jeremiah, it says, the heart is deceptively sick. Who can understand it? Okay? Man is imperfect by nature. Let's continue on. And the perfect heart. No one has a perfect heart. Now, I do remember perfect peace whose heart is set on thee. Remember that verse? The steadfast in mind that will keep in perfect peace whose heart is set on thee. Isaiah 26, 3. I love that verse. I love that verse. That was always there. Um, so it goes on and on. You can see this talking about perfect and an upright man. Again, an impossibility. You can't be a perfect and upright man. Two of the multiple Hebrew words that mean perfect, also, if you look in the Strong's, they mean failed, F-A-I-L-E-D. Sister, do you remember, I'm going to take a look at this one, H-8535. Do you remember what the Strong's number was on this? Let me see if I can find it for this one. 
it, it wasn't the very first word, but maybe the second Hebrew word. There's like, I, I think I counted 10 different Hebrew words for perfect. Yeah, you guys can look up these. You guys can take the time if, if the Holy Spirit leads you to go ahead and look up all those scripture verses. Oops, I think I just lost what I was looking at. What am I sharing with you guys right now? Oops, yeah. Let me go back here. Sorry about that. I pressed the wrong little button. Okay, so let's see here. Perfect. Let's see if I can find that because I think that was important to show is that the word perfect. Okay, so maybe it was H. This is, I think it's this one, Natalie. I highlighted H8003. Am I sharing this with everybody right now? Okay. Yeah, I think that, yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah. No, it's not this one, Natalie. Okay. Um, what's the third one? The third, no, I, I don't know. Let me just take a note of it. But, but two of them mean fail or failed. I'm going to take a quick look and see if I can find it, Matt. I don't see that. Um, give right, me a minute. I didn't make a note of which two they were. Give me a minute. I could, I could probably find it pretty quickly. Let me just scan it and try to find it. I think it's... Um, was it in the New Testament, Natalie? H, I think it's this one. H 4357. It might be this one. No, it's not this one. The I word, wish you remember. You know, I do too. I'm sorry. That's okay. We've covered a lot of ground here. But the point is, in the Strong's Concordance, one of the definitions, it now means to fail. So how does perfect mean to fail? An inversion, right? It's, again, an impossibility. And, of course, we know the enemy is so imperfect that he leaves his mistakes everywhere. Um. Yeah, now I can't find it right now. We don't have time to go through each one, but yeah, that's you guys fine. can do your own that's research. Fine. But, but it's interesting that two of them mean fail, right? Which is again a contradiction of the word perfect. The opposite. So let's go ahead, and you guys can go ahead and do your own research here. I'm going to go ahead and see if yeah, you guys are looking what I'm looking at. Let's talk about the word um, forgiveness. Now, why was I? Oh, you know, yeah, we already talked about the importance of forgiveness. And again, I want to talk about this really quickly and remind you is first John one nine. If we confess our sins, he's sins. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And brothers and sisters, if you are in bondage to sin of any form, if you are practicing sin, you need to run from it. You need to repent. And I pray that, that the Lord, the Holy Spirit will convict you of that, whatever that might be. Um, no, the truth is, is that we have the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin and righteousness and judgment. He does that so beautifully. And when that happens, we need to be quick to repent of it, to turn the other direction and run for your life. Because right now, I, I believe that the spiritual warfare, the intensity has certainly amped up. And when we give the devil a foothold in our lives, it can become a stronghold very quickly. And we need to be mindful of that and be on guard, right? Because the enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking who he can devour. He's really a master at it. Any more thoughts, Lord, uh, Natalie, about what we were talking about? 
today? Just, just think about the impact this is going to have on the body of Christ if they believe they don't need to repent, they cannot sin, they can be perfect, and they can be as God. This, this is not good. Yeah, I think, yeah, what we're sharing right now are changes to Scripture that alter sound doctrine. It's literally creating, if you will, on paper, a new brand of Christianity is what they're doing. If you will, the evil one is rebranding Christianity. But those of us who know the shepherd's voice, we recognize the foreign voice coming through scripture. And we shared so many verses with you today. So many crazy changes. I'd like to go ahead and take this moment to, I'm going to go ahead, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go ahead and include, um, bear with me for a minute. I'm going to go ahead and send, I'm going to, I'd like to invite those of you in the live stream, if you feel so inclined, well, actually, first let me ask you, Natalie, is this a good time for us to go ahead and open up the live stream, Natalie? I have about an hour. Okay, let's go ahead and do that. So I'm going to invite um, and my listeners right now that are in the live chat. If you feel inclined to join this conversation, I'm going to invite you to go ahead and um, join the live stream. Join, join us on the live stream. And you just need to make sure that you have a good mic. That's important. And also, um, let's see here. You want to do it from a computer. That's important. Um, not, not a, don't do it on a device on a phone because the audio won't be good. And let me go ahead and I'll, I'll put the, if you give me a quick second, I'm going to go ahead and, um, add it to the description. Actually, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, I'm going to put it in the video description below, and then you can go ahead and, and join us in the call. So, Natalie, why don't you go ahead and, you know, take it from here. I'm going to go ahead and just take care of a few things on the back end, so I'm just going to mute myself. Okay. Um, I hope everybody's doing okay. This is, these are crazy days. We're in the last, the last days. Truly we are. And to me, the most important thing is to make sure that I'm right with God, you know. And I think that's really important for all of us, like if Jesus comes back, like in the next minute, what will you be doing, you know. And I heard um, the greatest of these is love, George Ann's asked that question, and it's a good question to ponder, you know, we, we need to be ready because it could be any time. It could be for a while. But I believe it's going to be within seven years because that's biblical. Oh, this is so strange, just me talking. Um, the other thing that for me personally I think is important is that I continually praise God there's so much darkness in the world, so much evil, and I think it's important that what few that do, we need to praise him and, and, and lift him up and be thankful 
You know, no, none of our lives are perfect, speaking of perfect, but, you know, if you've got a roof over your head, if you have eyes at sea, if you can walk, if you have food in your refrigerator, you have things to be thankful for. There's there's so much put out there that makes people want more, the, the newest, latest, the best, the biggest, but... We need to be so grateful for what we have. And that's my two cents. I'm reading the chat. I think this is good that cats having people come into live streams. It's it gives a lot of good um, input. And I've enjoyed listening to the one she's done. Hey, um, I, I'm sorry, I'm still trying to get, I, I have to do some copy-paste um, work right now, but I wanted to say, um, let's talk about um, other Mandela effects that you're seeing, because I think that's kind of interesting, some ones that you and I were talking about earlier today or yesterday. Remember you shared some new ones with uh. me? Oh, well, it's an old one, but the fact that Dorothy now has blue socks in The Wizard of Oz. Now, I'm just muting myself because I'm still working on the back end, but um, go ahead and just, um, is there anything else you want to share about any other Bible changes you're seeing or about um, any other effects that we're seeing today, or does anybody in the live stream want to share something in the live chat that we can talk about? I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna mute myself in just a minute as I do some work on the back end. Right. Well, one thing that that I found that I sent you that's new to me is the words "strong meat" in the Bible. I remember strong drink, but I don't remember strong meat. It was meat, you know, when he was talking about people who are you know, need to start out with milk and then they progress to meat. It wasn't strong meat. So that was new to me. Okay, thank you so much, Natalie, for just um, entertaining all of us. And I definitely know that strong meat was, in the, was not in the Bible. That's ridiculous. What is strong meat? Does that mean it's stale meat, that they overcooked it? I mean, what does that mean, right? Now we well, do one of the definitions is hard or stiff, which is not Okay, good. first of all, that is awful, okay? Okay. Now, brothers and sisters, I grievously share with you so many horrendous Bible changes that have sexual innuendos. And it's horrifying. I mean, it makes you laugh out loud for the pure insanity of it. And when you step back, there's one of, of feeling completely slimed. And by the way, um, slime is in the Bible now. It's gross. And yes, gross is in the Bible now too. But knowing that strong meat now means hard, it's these types of innuendos that we see that have infiltrated scripture that no longer feel, make you feel clean after you've read it. It makes you feel dirty. And this is where we need to press in and ask the Holy Spirit 
to protect us from such filth. It's so important. And also, I'm reminded that it was always important to pray before you read scripture for the Holy Spirit to give wisdom and revelation and discernment. But now it's even all the more important because there is a stench in scripture now. And by the way, going back to the fart gate, stink and stinketh are in scripture now. That was the other word I wanted to bring up that I think relate to fart gate um, that we see is all over the news. I know it's really crazy, but it's all related, brothers and sisters. I see it so clearly and it's awful. So I want to go ahead and um, I want hey, to... Hey, Kat. Yes? Lisa Persimmon said it's not dainty meat. <laughs> Royal dainties. Yes, and dainty meat. And dainty meat. I, dainty meat. Royal dainties are in Scripture. And is, is dainty meat in Scripture? I, I think it is. I think da- dainty, da- dainty meats. Dainty okay, meats. Let me do this really quickly. Let's just take a quick look at that. So we have royal dainties and dainty meats in Scripture. I mean, I'm surprised we don't have yet dainty. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that, Lisa. Let's go ahead and share that this verse with you. Actually, I'm going to go ahead because um, we shared about the strong meat. I think it's important that we share this with you. Again, with the purpose of, um, give me a quick minute, with the idea of um, showing you the truth. So you can see with your own eyeballs that these changes are actually in the King James Bible and we're not just making it up. Because you can't make up these changes. They're so crazy. So dainty is in scripture now three times in the King James Bible. And let's take a quick look at these. Job 33.20, so that his life abhorreth bread and his soul dainty meat. Did you know that meat can be dainty? Now. In this age of the LGBT satanic pervs, okay, dainty meat has an innuendo here, okay? That's all we'll say. Actually, let's take a quick look. Let's see how they're defining dainty. H8378. Dainty means desire. Did you know that dainty means desire? I didn't. Lust. Appetite. Thing desired, object of desire. So now you can lust after meat. In a bad sense, can you guys see this? Lust, desire. And there's the German writing again in the lexicon. They lusted a lust, the graves of lust. And look, honor and ornament. Ornament is a new word in scripture. Now they're calling meat like an ornament. Okay, let's go back to this. So now we have royal dainties that can mean lust. I mean, dainty meat. So lust meat, do you see? It has a homosexual innuendo. Proverbs 20. Well, when I think of dainty, I think of children. Oh. Okay, so when I think of dainty, I think of effeminate. I think of homosexual, but you very well could be right. Because we do see pedophilia in scripture. Now, we do see it. There's language of pedophilia in scripture now. Now, Proverbs 23, 6, neither desire thou his dainty meat. 
and then Revelation 18:14, and the fruits of thy soul lusted after after are departed from thee, and all the things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. Dainted and goodly. No. Dainty was not in Revelations before. No. It, dainty was not in Scripture. Let's take a look at strong meat just because we talked about it and I want it to be documented. So strong meat is now in Scripture twice. Hebrews 5.12 and Hebrews 5.14. Strong meat. Let's take a look at the word strong. G4731. And you can see right here, yes, strong, firm, immovable, solid, hard, rigid. Okay. I am blushing from from hearing this. You know, it's, it's terrible. Well, this is why, Natalie, it is not easy to do these videos. But what I stand on is that we're sharing from Scripture and sharing the strong concordance. I know, it's, it's I know, but I mean, it's, 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 it's awful. awful. No, it's Natalie, terrible. It's horrendous. But we have been discovering, we've been sharing these changes since 2016. And there have been thousands of verses like this that are filthy. Okay? So now we know that strong meat in Hebrews 512 and 514 relate to hard meat. You can't make this up. But anyway, I and want seriously, to Seriously, did they have to put the word stiff in there? Seriously? I mean, come on. Right. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. I mean, the stench of the, of the wicked one is on every page of scripture now. And the grievous thing is with this is that it's so obvious, right? It's so obvious. And yet, the painful reality is pastors and denominations and Christian schools, scholars are endorsing this filth. Clearly, they serve another God. They do not serve the creator of the heavens and the earth. They're serving the creature. And it makes me sick. And if I think about it, I, I'll bawl my eyes out. Because it's so heinous. I feel like we're talking about a book of porn. When we look at scripture now, there's so many filthy, there's so much filth in scripture now. So then the question is, why do you still read it? Well, because the Holy Spirit hasn't instructed me to not um, open it up again. I feel like the work that we're doing here and exposing it is absolutely mandatory. Because... The church is still embracing this, and it needs to be talked about. It needs to be uncovered. Are you still there, Natalie? Right. Someone had made a comment, and it's too far up, but they were asking, basically, that the strong delusion is from God, and yes, it is from God, but I think the strong delusion is the people that don't see the changes. That's because they love not the truth. But God isn't changing the Bible. He's allowing it to be changed because it has, this has to happen for Scripture to be fulfilled. It wasn't anything like we thought it would look like. We thought they'd just come take our Bibles. But 
You know, there is a famine in the land now for the hearing of the word of God. Yes, there is a famine in the land for sure. So um, I want to go ahead and actually, brothers and sisters, I actually put the link for you to join into the live stream. And I want to invite you to go to the, the description. And I, it will be removed, actually, um, after the live stream is closed. But if you feel called to join us for a few minutes and share your thoughts about anything that we've shared today, um, I'm going to invite you to do so. Now, I will say um, I'm going to go ahead and um, just uh, – I will be monitoring this. So um, really it's going to be for those of you who have participated in my live stream. Okay, so um, feel free to click the link and join us in the live stream for, you know, five, ten, ten minutes. We'd love to hear from you and get your input about anything that we shared today. Natalie? 2020 had said that a song had changed, and I'm curious to know what it changed to. He's, he said, Mr. Blank on my shoulder. I remember Bluebird. I, I don't know if, if that's changed or not. I remember Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. Is that what you remember, Kat? I don't know that one. What is, I don't know what that what song is. I think it's from Song of the South or one of those older, older Disney movies. I don't know. But I'm waiting to see if you guys are going to join. Um, I'm waiting for you guys to click the link below and join the live stream. I'd love to see some of you guys in here. So if the Holy Spirit is leading you to join, please do. Go ahead and click the link and, and join us for a few minutes. I'd like to hear some input here. And it, especially a few things. If you're international, I see some international um, people in the live stream. I'd love to hear from you um, and have you share about what you're seeing in your own um, Bible other than English. That would be awesome. But any of you, brothers and sisters, that are participating today I, I do invite you to join the live stream i'd love to hear from you so do you guys see the theme of what we shared today with all the changes and do you see the implications and the danger of these changes um the ramifications of people falsely believing that they can be perfect that they that the lord repents that one doesn't need to ask God for forgiveness of sins after they're born again? Do you guys see the horror of this? Is it any reason why the church is apathetic and weak, malnourished, desensitized to sin? Because they're allowing it to fester. And that's what happens with our hearts, brothers and sisters, is that when we don't confess our sins, when we don't repent of our sins, our hearts become callous. We become dull of hearing. So I guess nobody wants to join the live stream today. I'd love to hear from you, brothers and sisters, really. If you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit, just click the link. Let me know. Maybe it's not working. Is it? Oh, some people are saying they're on mobile and they don't have a mic. Okay, I understand, but I would have loved to hear from you. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, some of you are probably reeling in what we shared today because it's so staggering and horrifying. 
But um, again, if you feel inclined to join us for a few minutes, I welcome you. So I'll leave it open for a few more minutes. Um, let's see what else. What other things can we talk about? Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm always aware of the lying signs and wonders that are happening. And whenever I'm out and about, I find I'm always on hyper alert to see what's changed, what's different. Because um, I believe that these lying signs and wonders are happening continuously. Oh, so Lion Never Wolf has wants to join. And let me go ahead and add you to the stream. Hi, Lion Never Wolf. I'm always aware of oh. the lying signs and wonders that are happening. Oh, that's okay. A few things. Lion Never Wolf, I'm glad you're here. I just muted you. You're going to have to go ahead and mute the live stream on my YouTube page so it doesn't pick up on the audio. So just go to where you were listening to the live stream on the bottom left of the window, or not the window, but of the video. There's a little icon for sound, and you can press that and it will mute it. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you and see if you did that. Oh, and I also see that Lee just joined us. Oh, wait, where did Natalie go? Okay, hold on. Hi, Lee. And hi, Lion Never Wolf. You got, oh, and Susan, fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and, um, I'm, oh, hold on. I'm going to invite you guys on right now. I don't know what happened to Natalie. Natalie, if you're still listening, please come back. So I want to go ahead and begin with Susan. So I see you, Susan. I see you on the video. I'm so excited. Oh, Susan, are you the one that emailed me? Are you the one that tried to dial in last time? No, this is my first time. Oh, wonderful. Well, I'm, hold on a minute. I'm going to go ahead and do something right now. I'm going to do this. Okay. I am so happy to see you, Susan. So welcome to um, being Thank on the you. channel. And also, Lion Never Wolf, it's good to see you too, brother. Yeah. And um, I'd love to um, have you just introduce yourselves and tell us really quickly a couple things. Introduce yourself and tell us, mm -hmm. if you will, really quickly how you woke up to the changes and what you think about the content that we shared today. Well, honestly, I just turned you on because I, I was driving in town, so I'm, I'm sitting in my car. But um, I've, I've been trying to listen, and I woke up to the changes in 2016. Um, I had made a move out from California to South Carolina and was watching a YouTube with uh, somebody that was evangelizing, and I, I felt kind of a kindred spirit with her because I was street witnessing, and she pointed it out to begin with, and um Honestly, I, I was completely shocked, and it took a long time to process, and I saw what she was saying, but now the changes, I, I, I uh, haven't said it down for a little while, to somebody that was evangelizing, and I, uh-oh, is my audio coming in okay? He pointed it out to begin with, and um, honestly, I, w I was completely shocked. Hmm. Um, even today, I'm just going to jump ahead real quick. Oh, hold on one but, minute, Susan. Hold on. I want to explain. If you're not talking, just go ahead and mute yourself. Also, you want to make sure that you mute 
the the window with the live stream on it, not the stream yard that you've dialed into, but on my YouTube channel, make sure that video is muted. Otherwise, the sound will come through when you're speaking. So, um, Susan, Hello, that's you? even today, I'm just going to jump uh, ahead real quick. Hey, Lee, uh, Lee, it's you. What you need to do, Lee, is go ahead and mute the video on my YouTube channel. And Susan, please come back. I don't know what happened to you. So we're going to wait for you to come back, Susan. Um, but Susan, until you come back, I'm going to go ahead and add, ask Lion Never Wolf to go ahead and share how we woke up to the changes. Uh, well, it was oh, 2016, about July, and I just came across it, um, always looking for... Um, uh, okay, I'll try that. Okay, Lee... It, um, I think keep yourself muted, Lee, until um, we go live. I'm going to keep you muted until I invite you to share, okay? But you still need to mute the video. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep you muted, Lee, but I'll invite you to speak in just a minute. So, Lion Never Wolf, please continue. Okay. Um yeah, I think I saw it down the sidebar of YouTube videos or something. And so I researched it, and the more I looked into it, the more I saw there was something there. And then I opened my Bible, and bingo. And uh, I just told everyone I knew, family and friends and church people who I thought had a good knowledge of the Bible, um, and pastors. One pastor, he resigned a week later, after me showing him, and wow. he, didn't have, he didn't have a job to go to, um, and he just resigned. And he said his comment was, if what you're saying is true, then it's very dangerous because people can make up anything and say, I remember it said this. And so I think it was too much for him. But um, another pastor from the Pacific Islands, he, um, I showed him and I, I asked him, what's it say, Isaiah 11, 6? You know, what's the, the, the beast that, uh, is normally, um, normally vicious and, uh, uh, his prey, the lamb is the prey. What, um, what animal is that? And he said, oh, it's the, uh, the lion. And I said, will you check your Bible? And he got out his Fijian Bible. And his face went white. He said, it's, it says, woof a lady, woof a lady. And he couldn't believe it. But, you know, like a lot of people, like most people, the next day they, they want to talk about sport or the weather. And it, there's just like a spiritual barrier. And this whole thing is just so weird, the changing realities. Uh, but the, I don't know what's more weird, whether it's the changes themselves or the fact that Hardly anyone can see it. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, can, can I ask you a question, Lion Never Wolf? I love your your um, your handle, by the way. Where are you from? Uh, I'm in New Zealand. Wow. Okay. Uh, so there are definitely people, other people from New Zealand that see the changes. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. But I know they're yeah. far and few. I get it, and that it is absolutely mind-boggling. Does anybody in your personal life see the changes? Uh, like family who aren't Christian, there's only one who is interested and knows like 
uh, we went to Catholic school and, uh, you know, you memorize things like the Our Father. You know what it said, and it, it didn't say in earth, it said on earth, but there's the biggie for me. Um, right. And so they recognize there's something going on, but they can't, the cognitive dissonance, you know, they, it's too big a shock to admit that, that what I'm saying could be true, so they sort of deny it and don't really want to talk about it. Um, but oh, the typical answer is, oh, God would never allow his word to be changed. No, you know, that's, but I, I've just sort of gone quiet. I just pray for Holy Spirit to guide me if I should share it with someone. The only other person who's really strong believer, I met just traveling in a bookshop, secondhand bookshop, and the um, the owner was a retired minister, and I was telling him all about it, and he didn't understand. And then one of the customers who was traveling too said, yes, what you're saying is real. And, um, you know, she shared. But apart from that, it's just friends online are the main people who who are really interested to follow this yeah isn't that interesting that just she overheard and she confirmed it's like such provision from the lord it was yes it was like saying you're not because you mm -hmm. wonder am i going crazy is this a mm -hmm. an online psyop you know it's all everyone's just artificial intelligence and you're being fooled you don't know what's going on so to meet someone in reality it's really good but i must say no one's done as much hard work on this and been used of God in in bringing this information out there um, and doing a, a brilliant job as you, Kat. So mm -hmm. uh, much appreciated and loved through this community. You know, thank, thank you so much. I, I'm just so obedient I'll and available. Let, I'll, let, I'll let someone else, um, uh, you know, share now. I don't want to monopolize. But. Well, Lion and Wolf, Never Wolf, I want to say thank you so much for sharing your testimony and listening and just your kind words. And I just bless you in Jesus' name. And I thank you, brother, for sharing with us today. You know, I'd love to have you. I'd love to welcome you back to be on a, a live stream for a longer period of time and share what you're seeing and experiencing. And because yep. we, we're, we get encouraged, don't we, when we yep. hear the testimonies of other brothers and sisters who testify of these lying signs and wonders. And well, like I'm, you, hmm? I, I, I use that name because I'm fairly shy. And so I use Lion Never Wolf, but on Facebook, I'm so shy, I don't even give my name out, but I am, I'm often commenting on the, the uh, there's two or three groups, Quantum Effect and End Time News and that, and I spell my name is really Michael, but I spell it, just Michelle, E-L. So you probably see I'm often commenting with the other guys. Um, uh, Chris Mosteller. You're saying that Michelle, what's your, what's your, oh, you don't want to say your last name, Michelle? Tell me when you, when you do make a comment, let me know that you're lying never wolf, then I'll know who you are. <laughs> that would okay. be awesome. Well, you're, uh, you're awesome, brother. And there are other people that want to, would join in, but um, again, please, Please feel free to join any live stream because I'll continue to do this. I love doing this and getting to know you and seeing you and hearing your story. So thank you for sharing with us today. And may, may our Father bless you um, richly. Thank you, sister. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye. Michelle. Bless you. All right. So um, this leaves room. Somebody else is waiting. Oh, Natalie wants to come back in. I'm going to invite her back in. Fantastic. So, Susan, I want to go back to you. Mm -hmm. 
So, and I apologize if you got kicked out, if I inadvertently did that, but I'm glad you, um, you, you're, you're back into the live stream. So continue on, sister, and share your experiences. So when I started to discover it, it was a lot to process at first. And of course, there wasn't a lot of information out there at the time. And I put it down for a little while until I saw your channel. And then I just started looking at all the changes and the PDFs. And honestly, it's so overwhelming now. I want to start a Mandela group out here um, with the Bible changes so everyone can remember because I, I just think it's so important now with the truth dis disappearing that those that aren't saved get in the ark before it's too late. So, um, in fact, in that vein, I was looking up lion and the lamb pictures today and um, I found some online and I found one that this man had painted and he was selling it. So I started uh, questioning him about it and doesn't he remember the lion and the lamb. It turns out that he's actually a pastor. But when I quoted the verse to him, Isaiah 11, 6, he said, it's the wolf. I said, it's never been the wolf. It's always been the, the, the lion lays with the lamb. So I just think it's so important now, the memory of what we know and what the truth is before it's too late. We've got to be at the very edge of the door right now. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's one of the most alarming, um, and we we all agree, one of the most alarming pieces of this these lying signs and wonders is certainly those who now embrace the changes. It's yes. astounding to me. I mean, all of us have no people that we love dearly and some we, you know, some are more acquaintances and some are strangers that we think would know the truth from the lie and yet they don't. It, it's absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, it's unbelievable. So thanks for sharing that. And so what did you, uh, no, I'm sorry, would you be kind of to remind us where you're from again? Did you say South Carolina? Was that right? I I am. I moved out here four years ago from California and was in a really good church in California. And it's very, believe it or not, being in the Bible Belt, it's really difficult to find a church out here. They're either very legalistic or very prosperity minded. And so it's it's hard to get a good doctrine oriented church out here. But um, yeah, it's it's been a challenge i think it's hard now wherever you go because unless they're preaching mm -hmm. the bible changes they're you're under false doctrine that's what mm -hmm. we're seeing is that i don't know how people can go to a church where the pastor is teaching the corrupted scripture i know i just don't know how you know i mean i know that's up between you and the lord but i don't know how anyone mm -hmm. can, can do that i think it, it, it my spirit would be so provoked i'd want to stand up and say don't you remember it was X, Y, and Z, not A, B, and C, you know? I want to go ahead and right. share the truth. But I don't want to have my ears tickled. Because then right. you're sitting I amongst agree. the walking dead. You're sitting amongst people who are blinded, who are having their ears tickled, who are being mm -hmm. sheep led to slaughter, right? right. So um, we need to pray for one another. Because I know I don't have a church either. Mm -hmm. So I pray that the Father would just bless and encourage you and strengthen you in Jesus' name. 
and that he would give you believers that see the changes in your own life and I or at least have safe places to go to and I do encourage you to get involved in Facebook groups I did go ahead and post some groups in the video description below oh, good. the Discord okay. group and the groups but Really, you know, I welcome you to join the live stream at any time. Um, there are other people that want to speak, but I'm glad you're here, Susan, and Sherry. I'm glad you're awake. Now, you said that a friend of yours, right, shared the Bible changes with you, correct? Um, actually, she was just somebody on YouTube that I followed because she was an evangelist. And then I started sharing them with friends myself. I have two friends that see it right now but they haven't really pursued it or dug into it and that concerns me because to me this is so incredibly profound it's the most important thing that's happening bar none in the world right now susan i understand that too i think we, we've all experienced that where we tell somebody and they get it and then that's it stops right there yeah they, they just don't even take the time to even research i'm thinking are you kidding me i mean you i just dropped everything my life just completely stopped and i had bibles everywhere and i was crying and bawling my yeah. eyes out and my life has been totally totally changed because of this all yes. my relationships have changed my, my, i've been grieving off and on it, it's it's terrible what's happened yeah it's 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 unbelievable, but it's so obvious mm -hmm. now. Well, I'm glad you're awake, Susan, and I'm glad you're part thank of this community. You. You're not alone. We're in it together. You know, we are. Yeah, we're thank you for everything you're doing. This this information is incredible. I mean, it's going to help a lot of people. You know, Susan, like I've said before, is that if there was just one Lord, if there's one more, mm -hmm. let them see. You know, I, I, it is staggering, but we're we're in it together. We're walking together, and I'm glad you're with us. And it's mm -hmm. really nice to meet you, Susan. Really quickly, nice what part of South Carolina are you in? I'm in Greenville. Okay, so you're up. Okay, so right. I'm not familiar with that area, but I had um, some family that lived in. Oh no, they, I'm sorry, they live in North Carolina. But you know, it's interesting. That's the Bible Belt. You would think that there'd be more churches that'd be on fire for the Lord. The issue that we're seeing with denominations right now is that not only are they being led by a lot of Freemasons and I think a lot of satanic leaders. But yes. you're seeing conversion now creeping in, like with the Southern Baptist Convention, and now they're um, they're endorsing, you know, um, the new gender fluidity that they're now embracing, which I think is absolutely satanic. Mm. Um, and then you have churches that are preaching feel-good messages and um, lukewarm messages and psychological messages, and they're teaching yeah. everything but scripture. I mean, it's un it's become like a it's like people are interested in going to church, but not learning about Jesus Christ. I agree. Well, I'm glad you're awake, sister. Please come back and join us again. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Uh, not at this time. It, caught, it kind of caught me off guard. I can't believe I'm on. <laughs> I'm so glad you are. I feel like I know you. I and mean, this is what happens when people see the changes. We end up feeling like we know each other, right? But I'm glad you're yes. here, sister. Okay, come back. Okay. I will. Okay. Thank you. God bless, bless you. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and unmute Lee, and then we have Wake Up or Else. And um, and so, Lee, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you right now. And, Lee, thank you for being with us. And Lee, can you do me a favor? Go ahead and close the window that has the, my YouTube Um, Lee, I just muted you again. I'm going to invite you to go ahead and close the window that is um, not StreamYard, but the one 
um, with my, my YouTube channel. Go ahead and close that window entirely and then there won't be a, um, there won't be a, an echo. So I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Oh, it looks like I just lost you. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and click on wake up or else. Wake up or else. I can't unmute you. You need to unmute yourself. Hi, wake up or else. Hey, this is John. How are you? Hi. Oh, John. Wait, is this John? Yes. Oh, my. my okay. Beautiful Where have you family. been? My beautiful family. I love you guys. <laughs> We've missed you, John. I'm so I, happy you're back with us. How are you? I'm so glad to hear. I've been listening, but I've just been, I have been in preservation mode of my family because this, this end times thing is polarized my wife and I to the point of almost not being able to talk. And we're trying to work through it because when you have a family of young children like we do, and all of a sudden the the father is so disenfranchised from the Bible. I mean, I, I study the Bible, but I almost just study it to find more changes. It's really my relationship with the Bible is really weird, okay? But um, I go there and I meet with the Lord, but it's just so disheartening. And so then I try to figure out, you know, how am I going to lead my family? And this is a whole thing that I hear all the time. I get so many comments from people, um, thousands of them, just talking about how, you know, their family is, is completely strange from them. And it's just probably the worst part about this is the isolation. So I, I've just kind of went dark for this time to uh, just try to lay low, to, to value and honor my, my, my family. Um, but the Lord has just been stirring me to, you know, um, begin to lift up my voice and be obedient to the eternal matters. And, you know, whatever comes of it, I try to just keep it secret. You know, it's really awkward. You know, I don't I don't talk about it to my family. But like one of the p people on the call just said, it's like next to the coming of Christ. This seems to me to be like the most important thing happening in the world. And and to just brush it aside like people do when they they you finally convince them with just this massive tidal wave of evidence and they go, "I finally convinced my brother." Because I have uh three examples. Oh, first of all, that is Fabulous. Oh my just, gosh. Wait, let me, John, let me just quickly just uh, tell everybody. John yeah. has his own YouTube channel and he has had, your videos have gotten so many hundreds of thousands of hits. Yeah. And so it's, it's wake up or else, brothers and sisters. You can go to his YouTube channel and please subscribe and comment and support this man's channel, this brother's channel. But aren't you, aren't you happy to hear from John today? I am just so absolutely delighted because we've missed you, but I want you also to know that my heart felt the heaviness of what you're sharing with your family, and I just pray in Jesus' name for blessing upon blessing upon you and your marriage and your children, and I, I'm just sorry that you're experiencing these difficulties, but I am rejoicing that your brother sees, so please continue on and share us the, the wonderful news of that. Right, so I, I have these three examples. One is Tidy Cats where it flipped to Tidy Cat. Most of the people on this th this thing will remember that. And then 
uh, Houston, we have a problem. Went to Houston, we had a problem. And then it went back again. So it flipped. It changed and it flipped back. And then the other one was uh, the Flintstones. And I actually captured an image when it changed to Flintstone, no T, Flintstone. It doesn't make any sense. It's Mr. Slate. It's Barney Rubble. It's Flint. It's a rock, right? But all of a sudden, the T was gone. That was one of those changes for me that was like, okay, this I don't care what anybody says. I'm not misremembering. It was Flint Stone, okay? And now it's Flint. I got a picture of it. And I'm going to make a video and show the people that think we're misremembering. I'm like, okay, we'll explain this. And I showed it to my brother, and he goes, well, if this is true, then this breaks science. <laughs> I said, this breaks science. I said, yeah, science is pretty much broken. <laughs> wow, like, that's fantastic. So it was he, awesome. It was totally he, awesome. Has he shared any change that he sees that he's come across? No, he's kind of the same with everybody. They just, they, you know, they acquiesce. And then they just change the subject and they just go on with their life. You know, there's something in our DNA, the rest of us, where, you know, we're like the guy that grows up to be an engineer. But when he's a kid, he just takes his radio apart. And he takes his doll apart. He takes everything apart because he's just so fixated on figuring out how it works. And I think it's just the way we're born or... I, I, it's unexplainable. I, I don't I really understand people's reaction to this because how could you can't say it doesn't matter. You know, 9-11, flat earth, chemtrails, whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter. Okay, we can all get along. But if you're sitting there as a Bible believer telling me, you know, you believe the Bible's changing and it doesn't matter. Well, that's impossible to say that. So this is kind of, for me, this is like the culmination of, for many people, a journey that started seven, six, seven years ago, finding out that the Federal Reserve wasn't federal, and then down the rabbit hole, and it's yeah. been very messy. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, I know that I, like I've shared, I, I woke up to 9-11 right after 9-11 happened. Yeah. And that will actually what opened up my eyes. So the first, well, first, becoming a Christian opened my, my eyes to a whole new world. But then in, I, my eyes were open in the late 90s to um, our involvement of gross atrocities across the earth, right, with the School of the Americas. And I, my whole world opened up to untruths that we were indoctrinated in school. And then, and then 9-11 happened, of course, and I was awakened to that, and then, and it just goes, continues to go on. And once, and then, the, of course, the flat earth and all this stuff, it's like, oh, unbelievable. But it's yep. so clear. Once your eyes are opened, it becomes really clear the deception, one right after the other, and you can connect dots because they're all related. But now, let me ask you, so um, I'm glad to hear you're going to start doing videos again because I think so many people, I see a lot of people in the, in the, in the live chat are um, really excited that you're speaking right now because they've been blessed with your channel. So, so thankful that you're, you're, the Lord is stirring in you to do some more videos. That's awesome, John. You're a blessing. Yeah. 
Now, is your your wife still is is denying the changes? She's how is that working? Oh boy, it's a it's a no go zone. Mm-hmm. It's just the old. We believe me, I've tried. You know, if I'm standing there and, and somebody says Chuck E. Cheese, I'd say, well, I don't even say, well, it's actually Chuck E. Cheese's. The other day she said Cliff Notes. Mm. Well, it's always it was always Cliff Notes to me, but mm-hmm. it's Cliff's Notes now. Which <laughs> you know? is even hard to say, isn't it? Cliff, <laughs> you have to stop. You have to right. pause between Cliff and Notes now. It doesn't roll off your tongue, Cliff Notes. But it, it insults your sensibilities. I mean, God told us over and over in the Bible, remember. All right. Well, God wouldn't tell us to remember things. Remember my deeds. Remember, you know, all these things. And so we have the capacity. Human beings retain within themselves the capacity to be completely persuaded about a memory. Okay. They might be wrong. But they hold within themselves the right as a sentient being to be totally confident that they're right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like if the, the example I use is, you know, if, if you're older, do you remember the name of the street you grew up on? And, and, and they'll say, you know, Barker Avenue. I say, how sure are you of that? And they think about it like, well, 100%. Okay, so that's like that, that capacity that humans have to be certain about something. And when, when these people that we love say these things wrong, it's not, it's not that they're not seeing the changes. They're, they're misremembering just like we are, right? They're saying cliff notes. But, but the, the, the um, deception or whatever it is happens when they then draw a conclusion about that so their conclusion is there's a reasonable answer for that you know well companies change their name or i'm misremembering whereas we have come to a conclusion that's very exotic and there's all different theories for that you know but bottom line is i believe that those of us who see have been in a journey of seeing and there's a scripture that talks about by reason of use, they are able to discern good from evil. It's a very clear passage that, that speaks to like your discernment muscle is exercised over time. And that's why these conspiracy theories mattered because we are on a journey preparing us for what we are now seeing. We can see because we have seen. And the people that can't see are like the people that have always drank the Kool-Aid where, you know, they think Alex Jones is a coop. And they think all the conspiracy theorists are, you know, they think that we're weak-minded, gullible, and we have uh, poor self-esteem. And we need to believe in these crazy theories because it makes us feel Important. You know where that thought came from, by the way? That is one of the CIA talking points in the document that was released shortly after uh, JFK was assassinated. 
it was a document that had about 10 or 15 mind control talking points that were fed out to the media and the pundits, and that's where the term conspiracy theorist came from. It was birthed in that document, and it's a mind control term. And the other one was, tell them that, you know, they believe JFK was assassinated, you know, by the mafia and all that because they're in, insecure. And how many on this call, and Kat, you, you probably heard a hundred times, you've been told that you believe this stuff because you're insecure and all of these grandiose things make you feel important. Isn't that right? You know, I haven't heard that from people in my life. I haven't heard that, but probably early on when I had trolls visiting my channel would say stuff like that, but I've since removed so many of them that I don't, I don't get bothered with that a lot right yeah. now, but it may, but I, I, I do know what you're speaking of. Whew. So your voice has been just so consistent and I know you've, taking your hits and I just thank the Lord for your faithfulness and your oh, just your heart of grace as you wade through this with people because we don't all believe the same either the community is has different doctrinal leans and stuff like that and but I don't want to take any more time but let me just share one other thought that I heard the other day and it really struck me I read it or I saw it. Somebody said, the doors of salvation are closing. Wow. That just like hit me right in the heart, in the bosom. Because if we know what we're saying is true, and the light of the gospel, the, the, the call of the gospel is being withdrawn by God. I mean, not by God, but you know what I mean? He's allowing the clear testimony of scripture to be diluted which is a most profound thing to think that that that's actually happening right now right now that's happening you know i think that i have to agree with you i think i think it's i'm reminded of uh, one of my brothers said to me that when I shared with him about the Bible changes, and I was, this was back in 2016, and I was weeping uncontrollably. I was hyperventilating as I was sharing with him. And I, I literally, I couldn't even contain my grief and my sorrow about right. the changes to Scripture. And my brother told me that, um, he said, I said, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. He was, he was exhorting me, and he said, Cat, you know, get a grip, get a grip. And I, I said, he said, you know, um, I said, I am grieving over those who have never read the scriptures. I'm grieved over those who will never know. Um, my loved ones who have never read scripture. And I, 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 something along those lines, I don't remember verbatim, but the essence was he said to me that has stuck in me is, yeah, they never cared. Yeah. They never cared about it anyway. And that actually was, it, it actually, it, it, 
I knew he was speaking truth. They didn't care to read and study the Bible while it was pure. So why would they care now? However, since that time, I've seen many people come back to Jesus Christ and become born again through the Bible changes. So <laughs> <I have to. laughs> it's really a mystery. But what I it say is. is the Lord knows those who are his. And those who, those, there is a distinct difference in the voice that's coming through scripture right now. It's so clearly obvious. Yeah. And um, so what we do is we sit there and say, well, I, I don't know why I was chosen. I, it still mystifies me why I still see, I ask that question all the time. Why me, Lord? I, what I do know is that I want truth. And I am, I, I want truth more than anything. I want it. Um, and I have sense and earnestness with all those who see of that same love for the truth. I've seen that with everyone I've talked to about the Bible changes. And John, you are definitely in that same elf. You have a hunger and a truth for righteousness and it comes through with your language and your passion, your convictions. And I know the Lord sees your sorrow, and I believe he is going to have mercy upon you. He desires for your whole household to be saved. And I hold on to that truth. That's a scriptural promise. So I don't know, you know, at what point will they suddenly wake up from their slumber? All we can do is keep praying for them. Right. You know. But I do believe, like you do, there's a time to be speaking, a time to be silent. And so I understand your need to step back from um, sharing with those who have those who are refusing to see and i do believe it's a choice i do i believe mm. those who don't see are choosing to be blinded for one reason or the other that only their heart knows you know the issue is how does it affect your day-to-day -day relationship right with those who don't see it's like you're hiding a part of yourself yeah yeah you feel disingenuous and and blunted um uh, censored and mm -hmm. and also irrelevant like you know i i i never told my kids that santa was real just to make their christmas more fun we we didn't want to lie to their face and so i threw out the globe that was on our in our classroom and i uh but I can't talk about these things to my kids. So they're going into their childhood and young adulthood the same way we all did, being indoctrinated into the Truman Show that we live in. And the, you know, it's just more and more coming out now how much of a Truman Show that we really live in, how much of, of history and what we see in the world is scripted by this unseen hand and the world is waking up i'm encouraged i'm optimistic but my hope is in him and this mandela effect quantum effect thing really is a winnowing uh has a winnowing effect for the bride it's a purifying event because if you know him like when jesus came upon the earth and the pharisees were learned discipline and then they had divided hearts but they knew the word man 
but they didn't know him. And so I have found myself, you know, just abandoning myself to the relationship with God that is purely um, heart, heart motivated, heart, heart, heart. There's a part of us that's, you know, cerebral and we have to read, understand God's ways um, through his word, but that is not really what we're told a judgment. It's depart from me, you didn't read my word enough. <laughs> it's not what it says. Depart from me, I never knew you. And so I see this, you know, because I, I said, Lord, this, there's got to be a positive spin to this. What's the blessing in this? What's the, you know, how can I encourage people? And my brothers and sisters, and the encouragement is that this is not being, we're not being abandoned by God. The opposite is, um, what is the passage where sin abounds, grace abounds much more, right? So what I believe is as the darkness rises, so is the voice of God, angelic visits, prophecies, visions, dreams. I had a dream two nights ago that was from the Lord. And so I'm just saying to everybody on this call, God has not forgotten us and abandoned us, and he is not leaving us to the barrenness of this age that we're in. He is going to turn up the volume for the believers, and we are going to be walking in the kind of demonstration that the early church did where their shadow passed over people, and they got healed. They put handkerchiefs out, and people got healed. God is going to move through his people that are pure and have put aside the things of this world and love him and have not put it, made the Bible an idol and can't, can't even know him anymore without the Bible. I mean, what did the early church do? The, the apostles, they didn't have a Bible, right? There was no Bible at that point, and they seemed to be doing pretty good walking with the Lord. So I just encourage us to be strong and don't let discouragement come in and just keep your love walk on with the people that don't see it because they can still know God. I, I think we have to be careful with the idea that if somebody doesn't see the changes, that they're not saved because I think the Lord saves people who trust in him. I think that ultimately they're in grave danger because if you continue to to deny this so obvious change, I think eventually that you will be drawn away and you'll have to, you know, you, it'll be easier for you to go into the one world's religion and you'll, you'll worship the Antichrist. You'll be deceived because it'll all be in the Bible. Right? You point that out in every video, Kat, how it's all pointing to, um, you know, Islamic stuff, pedophilia. It's really, when you bring it out, it's like, wow, it's so obvious. And uh, it's going to be used to, to deceive even the very elect. So there's a danger, but we have to, you know, 
trust the Lord that he can save people right up to the end. Oh, I totally agree with you. And I think that there just, there's, it could be that, you know, we don't know how this works. Um, we don't know at that moment when someone will believe, but um, it's not our job. We're messengers. And we don't know who the, I just don't know how anybody, I don't know how anybody who knows the God that I know and love would embrace the new scriptures. And I, I don't see us as worshiping the same God because the scriptures are so changed. But again, you know, man looks at the appearance and God looks at the heart. So the issue is we know that there are those who will, they were never from us. You know, we have scripture after scripture after scripture that talks about the, the deceitfulness of man and also the, um, that hearts would be turned, uh, the, the great falling away. So I think that's what we're seeing right now. There's just a real hardness. And again, I think some of us say, who are these people who don't see those who I loved? Who, who are they? Because this person is different. But are we the ones that are different? Right? Have we changed? I don't know. I mean, it's something to be asked. Um, hey, I have. Pat, yeah. I'm going to have to go for a little bit. But before I go, I want to say, John, it's so good to see you back. I really enjoy your work. You have a very strong voice in the community. And I want to encourage you because my sister saw the changes, but then she didn't think they were important and she wouldn't let me talk to her about them anymore. But I prayed for her every single day. God opened, let the eyes of her understanding be open that she will see and know the truth and that truth will set her free. So intercede, this, do spiritual battle for your wife and your family. I just want to encourage you because she sees. She sees absolutely now. Natalie, thank you so much thank for sharing and exhorting us, not actually for all of us. And I quickly want to say, Natalie, thanks for joining us today. I don't know how much longer we're going to be on today, but you are an amazing warrior for the Lord, and I'm so glad that we're walking together, and you really blessed us today. So I'm looking forward to having you back on the live stream, okay? And if we're still around when you get done with your phone call, you can pop back in, of course. Okay. I love you, Kat, and God bless you for all you do. Thanks, Natalie. Love you, too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So um, let me quickly, um, John, I w we have Reality Dose just joined us as well, and so I want to go ahead and give her the – oops, I'm bring it back in. I want to invite Reality Dose to go ahead and um, and join us. Oh, Reality Dose, go ahead and unmute yourself if you can hear me, because I have you on um, – I'd love to learn more about you. So if you can hear this, just unmute, and then you can go ahead and um, – and share with us what's on your heart. And then 2020, I see that you're here with us. I'll bring you back into the stream. If you're free, 2020, go ahead and unmute yourself and um, join us. Hi, Hello? 2020. Can you hear me? Oh, you sound great. We can hear you clearly. Oh, How crazy. are you? I'm on, I'm on the phone um, while I'm driving home here. Oh, so I it's just, working it with the cut, phone. That's good to it's know. It's kind of cutting out. I think it's dropped a few times. Um, so this is cool. We just lost them again. Yeah, it can be unstable on a phone, um, 2020. So if you can come back in, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, phone can be a little bit crazy. It can drop you really quickly. Reality Dose, are you still with us? I'll leave you on. And if anybody else in the live stream wants to pop in and join us, I only have, 
I really don't have a lot of time yet because I have to take care of some stuff by the end of this day. So if um, if anybody else wants to join us really quickly, please pop in. But John, I also oh, reality can dose. You hear you me? Are muted. Fantastic, we can hear you, reality dose. So thank you for joining us today. We can hear you. Reality dose. Okay, so I heard you, Reality Dose, and then I can't hear you. I can hear the noise in the Hello? background. Hi, Reality Dose. Hello? Can you hear me? Okay, so Reality Dose, for some reason, I can't hear you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Let me see, and then unmute you, see if that works. Can you hear me, Reality Dose? Let me unmute you. Reality Dose? I think you need to unmute yourself. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? I can. Thank you for joining us. Hi. What would you like to share with us today, Reality Dose? Where are you from? Okay. I'll tell you what, Reality Dose. What you need to do, Reality Dose, is shut the window to my YouTube channel. Shut it down. Hello? Hi. Hi. Yeah. Me, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, the problem is, reality is I just muted you again, because what's happening is you need to... Hi. Don't unmute yourself. You need to turn... What I need you to do, Reality Dose, is go ahead and shut the window to my YouTube channel. Shut that because it's pulling up the um, vec or uh, just or mute it because it's pulling up the the video language. Can you do that? Just shut that window. Keep this one open on Streamyard, and go ahead and close your window. Close the window to the YouTube channel. Can you go ahead and try talking now and see if it works? Hi, Reality Dose. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go ahead, reality those, go ahead and close the window. Turn the sound off on the live stream. Yeah, come back. Hi, Bill's Tree. Hi, Bill's Tree Service. Greetings, Kat. Can you see me? I can't see you. It's a black, but that's okay. We can hear you, and we're glad you're back with us today. Yes, greetings. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for doing your broadcast, and uh, Natalie, and then... Uh, I wanted to put a shout out to John who was just on. What I, I He's haven't still heard. Here. Yeah, thank you for sharing your message. I I definitely uh, appreciate your closeness to Christ. It comes through when you speak, um, and uh, the the purity of the relationship that you have is valuable. And and I've missed your uh, your heart um, in it. And I hope to hear uh, uh, you more. So I want to encourage you. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'd like to hear about uh, more of your uh, stories with uh, the Mandela effect. You, you got a, uh, I, I just got a, a sensitive heart in my, a sensitive spot in my heart for your message, and uh, it was very moving today. So thank you so much. So what's going on, Cat? I cannot hear you. Sorry. Oh yeah, you know I was muted, but John, are you still with us? John. John might have left us. He's yep. muted right now. Oh, John, are you still here? Oh, hi, yes, John. Sorry. 
Yeah, go ahead and um, Bill was just complimenting you and he was just, I don't know if you heard him, but he was speaking really kind words for you and ex expressing his appreciation for your videos. Um, so did you hear that by any chance? I apologize. I'm cooking dinner for my girls and I didn't hear it. I was just going to come back and listen, but I'm so sorry I missed that. Am I still live, Kat? You are, Bill. Yeah, hey, John. So, yeah, um, you have uh, from, you know, I have a discerning spirit, and if we're born again, we have the Holy Ghost in us, so we all can feel each other um, in spirit uh, according to the way God would have it be. And um, and I really appreciate your message, brother. I just wanted to tell you that, and I've missed hearing from you and so glad to hear from you. I wanted to let you know that I totally support you with what you're uh, going through. Um, I, too, you know, I've had uh, family issues and preacher issues and people issues. Um, and uh, I just wanted to let you know that you're not alone. And uh, if this is what it takes, as far as I'm concerned, to be with Christ, then so be it. This is the way. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm glad that we have a, a forum to get together. And I'm very grateful to you, Kat, for continuing the, the charge uh, for Christ by, by doing what you do regularly and often. Um, and it's a nice place and a comfortable place and a, a loving place for brothers and sisters to get together and to relate and not feel alone. Uh, because uh, in the beginning stages of this uh, Mandela effect slash Bible changes, um, it's a whirlwind. And, um, and today I'm in a place now where this compels me and uh, inspires me and moves me and uh, enlightens me. And uh, and now my relationship with Christ is different, but it's different because I'm seeking him more. I'm not relying just on the word. I'm relying on the relationship and the spirit uh, of him. And it's in the seeking in Christ, not what I've had, but what I have right now. Um, and, uh, and that what I have right now is a relationship that must be maintained, sustained and forever uh, improved upon. And uh, I can't rest in my laurels. Uh, yesterday's man is not good enough for today. I need to seek him today. And I need to be alive now. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for me. And that's what my relationship with Christ does for me. Thank you so much, girl, for sharing. And, and it looks like um, John had to leave us because he was cooking dinner for his family, for his girls. But you are a blessing, brother. And we appreciate, I appreciate hearing from you. And I I feel like I've been able to get to know you through your comments um, all this time and your support and your encouragement and your love and your fear of the Lord just is um, really evident. And you are just an encouragement, brother, in this hour. So I'm glad you joined us today to be able to to share your heart in this time. I do want to quickly just say, if anybody else would like to go ahead and join um, the stream, you can. Um, I don't have much time. I actually have to go with them to take care of some stuff. But um, what I'm going to do is go ahead and have I'll do another, Lord willing, another live stream over the weekend, and I'll open it up, and it will just really be a time of um, fellowship. I really like doing this and hearing from those of you, my listeners. I really enjoy um, hearing from you and engaging with you. So, um, Bill, I'd, I'd like to welcome you back and have you share a little bit more about what's going on. Absolutely. That would be absolutely beautiful. So. 
Is there anything else, Bill, that's on your heart that you'd like to share about your experience with the changes and the hour that we're in? Yeah, I uh, I guess just a word of encouragement that we're not alone. We're all here now, and um, and and we can find each other um, through the internet and find each other in uh, in different groups and, and small gatherings as well. And I think it's really important that we stick together, you know, because uh, and praise God that uh, he says, be ye separate. Um, and that's what he tells us to be. And, and this proves it, that uh, now we know be ye separate is now a reality for a lot of us. And um, But uh, we gather strength uh, from each other and from the Holy Spirit and from God, of course, and Christ. And, uh, and, and, and it's important that we uh, unite and, and tap in uh, to each other to uh, get the support that we need. Because this thing is heavy and mind-blowing and, and like John's sensitive heart nailed, um, it might be the second most important thing other than, you know, accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior. This is a, this is a mind-blowing experience and a life-changing event. And, um, and it's ongoing, as we all know, and the changes are ongoing. And, um, you know, I, I dare not say, because I don't have the right, but uh, uh, this might be uh, a time for us to uh, to be um, the ones that be able to carry the message. And this Mandela effect is an opportunity for us to talk to people and talk to strangers where we can open up the door about some of these small things like mirror, mirror on the wall, and then lead it into the message of Jesus Christ and, and help others uh, understand that a, some changes, some miracles are happening, good or bad. We can definitely identify them as dramatic changes that are unexplained. And we can prove to those that don't believe that, hey, there's something out there and uh, we know it to be Christ, but we can use this Mandela effect as a tool to lead other peoples to, to Christ. Um, and, and that's what I've done with uh, some non-believers and, and people that didn't have uh, an opening in their heart at all before, but they do know some of the changes and they notice some of the stuff and they don't understand it. And this has been a platform for me to be able to use to open the door that I even feel comfortable with to start out with some of the Mandela effect changes and then lead it into the changes in the Bible. Well, that is really good instruction, Bill. You know, I just really appreciate your, oh, my, my cat is now crying, so he wants my attention. But I wanted to say <laughs> that, uh, he's like, you've been on, you, you've been, you haven't given me any attention. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I love animals. But anyway, I want to say I appreciate you, Bill, and you are such – I'd like to have you on for a longer period of time, by the way, um, just to be able to share more. Maybe, again, as I as I do a live stream this weekend, I'll try to find a time tonight and um, make it known when I'll do a live stream. It will just be an open forum. I'd love to have you come back and share more about, sure. you know, some of your strategies and your experiences and – your your perspective on some Bible changes, and I think that would be really great to be able to do that. But I'm to. glad you, you dialed in today. It's so good to get to know you better this way, and um, yeah, I really appreciate your presence here today. So God I gets do all wanna, the glory. It is not the truth, Father. Amen. It, yes, that's absolutely true. So I'm going to go ahead, if you don't mind. I, I need to go, but I want to just quickly say a quick prayer. And then wrap it up, and then, um, yeah, I, I need to do that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the love that you have for us. And we thank you that you have um, revealed yourself to us, and you've given us eyes to see and ears to hear. 
Lord, we're, we are so blessed and we're so thankful and we're so encouraged. And at the same time, Lord, our hearts are, are, um, heavy burdened with those who don't see. And we're confounded, Lord, to the core that so many don't see and deny and embrace the changes. I pray that you would continue to give us the tools that we need and the anointing to speak the truth in love. That's what we pray for, Lord. And we pray that your kindness would lead many to repentance. And when they come across scripture verses that have been twisted and perverted, Lord, and altered, we pray that the Holy Spirit will convict them and they will begin to seek out the truth and find the truth of the scripture changes and understand that this is the hour of um, lying signs and wonders. So I pray for that, Lord, and please keep us safe. Bless Bill, bless Natalie, bless 2020 and John and and others who have joined us. And may you encourage and strengthen everyone in the live stream, everyone in the live chat, and those who will listen afterwards. I pray an abundance of blessings and provision to be extended to them in every way, spiritually, physically, emotionally, in every way, Lord. Give Give them your favor, and we pray this in Jesus' name. I, I need agree. to run, everybody. Um, sorry to cut this close, but I, I have to go. But thank you so much, everyone, for dialing in today. It was a tough conversation to have. We covered so many Bible changes today, so many grievous things that are happening, but we share the truth in love. We want you to see, and we want you to worship and serve the King of kings and Lord of lords, the God most high. He is beautiful and unchanging and holy. And he is who we bow to. We bow to the word of God, the living word of God, and we do it together. And I'm thankful that we can, um, that we are walking together. And I can't wait to meet you guys face to face. And I believe that time is coming very close. I really do. At least that's what I pray for. Because I don't know about you, but I don't know how much longer I can endure this, right? Because it's nuts. So I look forward to meeting you guys, and I pray blessings upon each of you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Bill, for joining today, and I look forward to having you back. Okay? Thank you very much, everybody. Bye, everyone. God bless you all. Bye-bye. God bless, everybody.